Okay, we're streaming. All right, and then oh. it stopped bleeding. It was awesome. Oh, wait, are we live? Uh, we are. <laughs> we're live. Oh, okay. okay. I'm going to turn the volume. Forget what I was talking about, if you could do that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and you can pop out your chats right now. Yeah, you guys look Mark, good. Mark, that's like one of my stories. And then it stopped bleeding. I'm going to have oh, to turn the, the <laughs> volume so off on my phone. Job. I'm getting sexed messages during the phone. During the phone. <laughs> there's no... There's no what? I haven't shaved in like four days. I know, um, I can see a sheen on you. It's yeah, and forming. it's like, it's this weird sort of porn stash coming in right now. Uh. <laughs> I'm working on my porn stash. I need to trim, trim Steve back. Steve looks younger than all of us, and he's he's way older than all of us. Give me a break. <laughs> you sure? I'm in my 30s. Jesus. <laughs> right. Are you really still? No. Oh, yeah. I'm 39, man. I'm 39. Gee, I just turned 49, and it sucks. <laughs> oh, really? I'm 50, so. <laughs> really? I'm 39-ish. I really assumed I was the oldest one. Brian, how old's Brian? I'm 45. Brian's 37. <laughs> I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest, man. Yeah. Brian's 18 years old. He just looks really freaking old. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, what's up in the chat, yo, chatters? Uh, I got a pop. Mr. Peabody. I think that guy, every week, I think Chris tries to get in here first. And he, he's pretty good at doing that. I, I would love to know who's there like an hour before, because I saw four people waiting an hour ago. Oh, well, I'm, so. I know at least one person that is, but. Okay. Uh, yeah. Christopher Graham, Andy Baldwin. Chris, Billy, Tyler Downs. What's yes, up, Billy? Tyler Downs says, hey, what's up, Steve Murky? He's a good buddy of mine. He's a great guy. Tyler, you're in for a treat. If you can hang with us the whole night, you're going to have a great time. That's all I got to say. That's right. Um, he'll, probably, he'll probably kill me for saying this, but he's an NFL referee. Nice. Oh, wow. If, if you need any inside scoops, we'll see what he can tell us. Legit. That's a great, great name for a... A referee. <laughs> TD, Tyler Downs. Like, That's pretty fun. He probably has never heard any of that before. <laughs> All right. I like funny referees. Oh, I was going to like do this show note crap stuff. Oh, my God. Let's take a look Yeah, I know. I'm like, you guys You guys go about your business. I, uh, give me a minute or two while the chatters flood in here. Sword fight? I've got huge news tonight, by the way, product-wise. It's awesome. It's I even, huge. I even arranged for a demonstration. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that means, but mm. do, you, do you use your hands? When we lose our pants, then. I mean, what was that? Nice. I gotta move this over. Add it. Was that uh, nothing? You you know nothing. Actually, I mean, <laughs> Mr. Peabody said my huge news is I'm Terminator PCBs. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Actually, Mr. Peabody, there is a way to make your own complete exterminator board set with all off-the-shelf parts if you can just burn ROMs. I thought you were going to start a fire. <laughs> no, it's like it's like two hundred bucks. You can. 
make your own board set. It's kind of uh, cool. Nice. Board set for what? For Exterminator. Oh, come on. We are. It's like we're like not even in. We haven't even started the show. I, I, I didn't start it. Mr. Peabody. I'm glad we're getting this out of our system now. Do, do you wow. see in the chat that they're already laying into the Zaxxon stuff? Uh, well, that's okay, because Zaxxon is a, basically a giant boat anchor. Come on, it's great. Chris Graham, yes, that is one of Wild Bill's. One time I had a Zaxxon in storage, and it fell forward, and then when I picked it back up, it looked better. <laughs> Come on. Oh, that's Adam, Adam, you're stranded on a desert island. You only get to keep one game. It's Exterminator or Zaxxon. Oh, my God. That is not... That is not... Oh... Zaxxon. I would have to keep Zaxxon. First of all, I'd keep yeah. Zaxxon because uh, not only could I use it to play like for 30 seconds until I get bored, I could throw it in the ocean as a boat anchor and make sure the island doesn't move. Well, and, it, and it's about, you know, 560 <laughs> pounds of wood. Jeez. Well, it's got That's like what she said. at the bottom, right? There's just like yes. nothing in there. This <laughs> is 560 oh, I, pounds of wood. I, I have like I have like eight something Sega converter cabs out here to rebuild tax cans and space furies, and I'm just trying to pick which one is the least ugliest. <laughs> I, I actually went through back therapy because I got so excited when I bought my Zax and I blew my back out trying to get around the house. Oh. That's a true story. <laughs> oh my god. That is hilarious. All right. Well, I before we get really started, I should probably check and make sure my door is locked to the building. <laughs> yeah, that's, yes. that's oh my a God. good idea. Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to go check the doors and make sure we're all locked up here. For those of you do, who don't know, we're in Minnesota, and Brian's office is in Minneapolis. In it, it is located at... I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I am literally a mile from where the stuff went down. Well, actually, the shop's... Eight blocks from where the stuff went down last night. Uh, that's, yep. that's just not I, good. That, we used to call that Target Targetto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the one on Lake Street was Targetto. That's, yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. That's the one I went to. But they improved it. You know, they expanded it and made it nicer. Sure. But when I first got there, it was like... Yeah. You know, yeah. That white, that white castle on Lake Street was always pretty crazy once it got dark. You know, it's funny uh, that there's two. There was two on Lake Street. Uh, I don't know if the, they're both there anymore, but the one that I used to go to was closer to Marshall and St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And oh, no. yeah, and that one I think uh, it was rebuilt in the early 2000s, and it's it was pretty nice. I don't know if it's there anymore though. <laughs> but there's that one on uh, not Hennepin, but the street next to it. Uh, you know where it's like a law office now or something. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't remember my Minneapolis streets. It's been five years. Oh, actually, Lindale. Lindale. Lindale, right, right. It's been five years uh, as of the 25th that I left Minnesota. Do you miss it? Um, some of it. I miss the, you know, the three months of awesome summer. You yeah. Know, everything's great. Not so much the winter. The looting, hmm, you know. <laughs> Should we give the chatters a hint about tonight? Somebody's wearing a t-shirt with a number on it that is uh, tonight's hint. <laughs> right. The whole soundtrack to the Transformers movie. Oh, crap. Oh. Uh-oh. Um, hey, if you guys are bored, you can call us on the game line, 612-548-GAME. G-A-M-E. 
4263. Yeah. 612. Chris, that's nothing new. Adam doesn't wear pants any night. What? That's right. How does he know I'm not wearing pants? That's funny. I I didn't even get up yet. I mean. Uh, Please don't. (laughs) That's going to be the real trick. (laughs) Corona light. It's not a hoax. Hey, chatters. Any of you guys receive uh, gifts in the mail this week yet? Oh my gosh, Adam! I cannot believe what you did. Are you going to talk about that during? What yeah, you've done that, this that'll week? be that'll be my oh thing. Because you are like the <laughs> man. I can only imagine eight hours of teeth gritting. <laughs> it was more wow. than that. It was more like twelve hours. But uh, it was like after a while, I was like, I don't need to do this. <laughs> I just can't imagine if somebody has a subscription that all of a sudden you know, like forty things pop up. Right. Yeah. Wow. All right. Okay, I've got what's in the juke loaded. Yes. Uh, it, let's get this show on the road. Show on the road. That's what. Woo. That's. Oh, I need a new catchphrase. We're gonna. I'm gonna have to say. Uh, let's pop a quarter in. I think you know. Well, first of all, last week I didn't have the show notes open, which was really great because I had to do the intro right afterwards. And if I open the intro while I'm running the. The intro, it shuts the intro down. See it. Yeah. Oh. So, you know. to that while we're driving. Yeah. It was uh, But I never uh, read the intro until the, you know, we actually, I mean, until I'm actually reading it. I, I like that. Because, <laughs> like, it's much more fun for me to be like, oh, crap, I have to say this? Because <laughs> I'm already in mid-sentence. Sometimes I'll stop, but uh, anyway. Let's get this thing. Let's, you know. All right, let's hit it. Let's do this thing. Okay. Uh oh. Live from KOYR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Hello, and thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is Season 4, Episode 22 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 20th, 2020, and the time is approximately 7.28 p.m. Central. I'm your host, Adam Sheeran, so far away. I'm joined by co-hosts Mark Edot Shields and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and master of disguise Brian Thurston Howell Armitage III, and joining us tonight... Bass guitar player and vocalist for the Minneapolis-based band Leap Twenty Seven, arcade collector and a heck of a welder. Ladies and gentlemen, please say hell to our very. Did I just say say hell? Hell! Oh hell! Say hello to our very special ghosts. Ghost. 
Pac-Man ghost? Man, I'm just, I'm just, I haven't had enough to drink. I just say, welcome to the show, Mr. Steve Murky. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Hell, Steve Murky! Hell, hell, Steve Murky! How the hell you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Happy to be here. That's the great thing about live radio. You get to screw up the intro every once in a while. All right, so uh, the first segment that we like to do is called What Have You Been Working On? And Steve, I know you listen to the show. Let's have you go first tonight. Um, I've been working on a swimmer. Swimmer? Yeah. Uh, hmm, nice. It's, it's been a challenging project, but uh, it's been fun. Um, my, It's almost done. My problem right now is, as we all know, I'm waiting on artwork from this old game. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Besides that, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> yeah. No, it was tough. I'd never done laminate before. I thought you were so going to say I, you've never uh, ordered from Rich before, but I know that's not true. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually got a message from them two weeks ago saying that they're very busy. They hope I have patience with them. Uh-huh. And I and I said, well, you guys have the marquee too, but I can't find it on your website. And they said, oh yeah, it's on the old website. Well, I, I don't know how you find an old website when yep. the company has a new website. Yep. And so two weeks ago, they said they sent me the link so I could buy the marquee, but that hasn't happened yet either. So. Hey, uh, just a, just out of curiosity, um, there's a guy I know in town. Uh, his name is. Uh, Brian Thurston Howell Armitage III or something, he has a printer that can do marquees. Yeah, you know, I didn't think of reaching out to somebody where the artwork already existed. <laughs> but, but I'm learning my lesson that I'm just going to have to go to Brian for everything. <laughs> I, know I don't know I, if I'm there yet. Well, yeah. I would love to have a new Dig Dug uh, marquee made. Uh, anyway, go ahead, Steve. I, I interrupted you. So. Well, you know, it's, I guess as far as my game goes, it's the first time I've ever done laminate before. I, I was actually very fearful of it because mm-hmm. I just had – I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And uh, it went so well. It was so easy where I just can't believe I've waited this long to do laminate. And you're doing laminate on a swimmer? Uh, yeah, it's wood grain. Size. All right, cool. And where did you source the wood grain laminate from? You know, that was overwhelming because there's so many kinds out there. So I just reached out to Sean Williams, Fetish Boy. Yep. And I told him what I was working on. And Sean said, this is the laminate for you. And I just trusted him. And it turned out to be great. Sweet. So, I actually bought it through Amazon. But I, I was told you got to be very careful because I hear that they're taking photographs of laminate and printing photographs. So you get the grainy wood. Uh-huh. You don't get real wood. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, so I hear it's scary when you're buying $84 pieces of laminate and you need two of them and it comes in and it's all fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, I bet. J- JPEG pixelization on it or something? Totally. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah uh, for the chatters that are interested in having Fetish Boy on the show, I did reach out to him again recently. He's not interested in doing a podcast right now, so I apologize. But, uh, you know, he's better than Eugene Jarvis or Nolan Bushnell, apparently. So, um, anyway, moving on, uh, Brian, what are you working on? <clears throat> Let's see. I got the Wizard of War working, and basically that included me buying a working board set and putting it in the machine. <laughs> ah, <wow. clears throat> well, I so somebody was offering Wizard of War board set for two fifty shipped, and I kind of thought that was a reasonable deal to jump on, but I also. Uh, and I don't think I have one right here. Just for shits and giggles, my own edification, I designed my own uh, power supply adapter. So I made a power supply adapter that can take the 
Power Pros or the standard power supplies that kind of come in those power adapters that you get from Arcade Shop. And I designed a new Bally uh, power adapter plate that will go in the place of the old one. So that should be good. That's working. And then today, the exciting news is I picked up all the powder coating, <gasps> all like four boxes of it. I love and, that movie. <laughs> and I have uh, I have my Roadrunner door back so I can finish my Roadrunner. Finally finished my Roadrunner. So that's it. What? That and staying alive. That's good, too. Oh, God. Wow. Oh, the chat is cracking me up right now. Okay. Does your, does your Roadrunner have the original System 1 artwork? Uh, no, it's actually, I stripped the sides off. The System 1 artwork was pretty bad. So tell me um, about the stripping. Half of it was missing. And so I ripped it all off and went down to black sides right now. The oh. cabinet's in great shape. He ripped it all uh. off. <laughs> Tell me more Strip, about the stripping. Strip what do you it down. do with it? With Roadrunner? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> will you bring it back to original, or will you do the new Roadrunner side art? Oh, I've debated. So I that, you know, I kind of gotten it to a point where I think it looks really good, and I'm just sitting on it. Who did and the... at some point, I'm going to decide. Oh, I did was, the marquee. Did Fizzgig? looks great. Was Fizzgig the guy that did the Roadrunner side art? Who Who did that? I thought that was Tog stuff, the, the custom there's, side arts. There's two versions of it. One is on this old game, and the other is on another site. <laughs> that shall go unnamed? Hey, listen. If other people want to bring this stuff up, I'm cool with it, but I, I'm not. Anyways, so that, it's on Escape Pod site? Is that what you're saying? You know, there's two <laughs> sites I won't mention. But the... Uh, <laughs> the uh, I, I actually really don't like the way the other site... Uh, has their artwork this isn't as elaborate i'm gonna keep saying it the other site the other site all right mark tell us what you've been working on all right so last week i was not on the show what the hell you say you better have a good excuse well i was driving to richardson texas to a free play arcade warehouse of sorts it's actually the owner's law office which is weird um because I was driving around the building like five times going, where the hell? It just had the owner's name's law office every mm-hmm. time I drove by. And I'm like, that can't be it. Oh, here goes Brian. Anyway, so I got there, got the E-Dot. I picked up three Atari footballs also from my buddy Steve Taki. But and, wait a um, minute. You picked them up? I thought you dropped them off. No, I got them because uh, they were also there at the exact same warehouse that um, I was going to pick this up from. So he's like, hey. You're going there? Come on, bring bring them bring them on down to Houston. Oh, did I not clarify that? I'm sorry. Wait, I'm confused. Who got the footballs? Okay. <laughs> I went to Richardson, and yeah. then there was an EDOT and three Atari footballs sitting next to each other. We picked them up and we put them in the truck, and then so I drove you home. Brought them for someone else. Yeah, Steve but, Taki lives about 15 miles from me. So you you brought but but Steve Taki's the guy that ended up with the footballs. He did, yeah. Okay. Well, why did he buy three of them? Uh, they it's crazy. They just had a, a sale where they were getting rid of three project machines supposedly with no PCBs, but he found one in one of them. Um, 150 bucks for three Atari footballs. Wow. And they oh. were they, two head monitors, but I mean you know they were in pretty good shape. I don't know if you saw the pictures. All two players. Yeah. They were all two players. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I uh, you can't argue with that price. I, I mean, I paid six hundred for mine working. He was very kind and gave me some cashish, which I enjoyed. 
And, um, you know, and then I brought my EDOT home as well. And uh, so that is a huge project. Uh, you know, it was sold as a project to me. It, it was complete. It's actually, it's actually missing the translate behind the furthest, you know, translate back behind the visual effects assembly. Sure. You know, where the, where the monitor is. Yep. So I'm in the market for that thing. Um, but the whole cabinet had, uh, was wobbly the whole right there. And it turns out that it, it had been dropped. Uh-huh. And then somebody with several, you know, different kinds of nails tried to like nail it all to keep it together. Yeah, we just so had I this rem- conversation about my APB last week. Oh yeah, it had been dropped, and then when they stapled it back together, it looked like a wacko. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, there was there was literally a quarter of an inch on each side of the control panel, and the monitor was hanging on barely. So I basically removed all of the wood that spanned across, except hmm. for the seat. And I've slowly been, you know, I bought four clamps from Harbor Freight, and I've been slowly putting everything back together with with the you know cabinet clamped and then using wood screws not wood screws cabinet screws which are awesome mm. lots of wood glue um but but it's you know slow process as i add something then the cabinet becomes even more sturdy now you can push it and it will not budge but before you could push it and it would kind of like you know wave a little bit no so, water damage in the cabinet zero 100 percent perfect that's awesome wow. that's pretty cool so I, you've done a lot of work on it already have you been able to fire it up at all does it work no, I have not. All right. Um, it's supposedly played blind. Uh, the PCB is actually uh, here. It is right here. The the tr- mm. I don't know if, how, how much do these go for. I'm not sure. Probably so, about a thousand bucks. Oh, really? It, it has three tantalum capacitors that are all pried. This is <laughs> the uh, the panning board on the front. Um, so I just need to replace those, and then I'm gonna. Uh, try to replace them with an electrolytic that i have as well i need those metal that, plates oh yeah yep do you have a, do you have one of these no but it's the same as journey oh. my board set is missing the metal plates well you so, know if you need if you need measurements i mean like they're right there so somebody re, uh, was recreating them but then it got canceled due to the virus yeah uh this is a woman on claw that was doing it yeah i ordered them and got my money back hmm a bummer yeah, that's kind of sucky. I mean, it's just cutting metal. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see. I'm trying to butter up Rich and Kendra so that they can make some more E dot shit for me. So <laughs> my that's mirrors good. are all torn up on uh, each side. You know, of well, the uh, control panel. Have them send you my Omega Race uh, glass that I ordered back in February too. And my swimmer artwork. There you go. Fe- February of this year. This year? Huh? Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> you still got years to go. <laughs> yeah, I forget. If you get your art on. before I get mine, I'm gonna write a strongly worded letter. All right, I'll I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I mean, I, just in case they have E dot stuff laying around. Anyway, that's what sure. I'm doing. Yeah, cool. Oh 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 oh, and Chiller shipped, so we're getting Chiller. It's coming. I, I decided to put it next to the turkey shoot. Where did you get the chiller from? Um, I forgot. A guy on Facebook was selling it. Oh, Dale something, I think. Yes. By the way, uh, Rich and Kendra do chiller artwork also. We know for a fact. This, this right, Chris Rhodes in the chat? Chris is in the chat. Chris is going to be on the next episode. All right. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've taken too long, so you guys. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a, I don't have a whole lot to talk about, actually. I put together my Atari room. It looks fabulous. 
I ordered up a Dig Dog Neon, which will be here in a couple of months, custom. Um, and I'll share that with you guys when it comes in. And then uh, on Memorial Day, thanks to Coat. Oh, yeah, we got our powder coating stuff back, which is oh, so nice. Brian's uh, holding up the mousetrap. That's my mousetrap control panel, which is phenomenal. You don't have the chrome stuff in there, do you, Brian? No, it's, I didn't grab it. Okay, that'd be cool. Anyway, uh, I chromed out the power supply, the power supply on Journey, so that's going to be fun. I uh, should be putting that stuff together soon. So, uh, what I've been working on this week, uh, I sent out all of the uh, What's in the Juke prizes, finally. Uh, except for Brian Frober, I still owe you uh, one uh, Space Invaders magnet that didn't make it. So that'll go out. Uh, and then uh, you may also be aware that I caught up on, you know, 32 episodes of wow. Arcade Radio that were not in podcast form. So I love it. Yeah. I, I like that you chose not to do the echo effect this time. Uh, I did. There's a little bit of reverb, but it's it's less pronounced. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, I did the truncate. Uh, silence to get rid of long pauses and I added a tiny bit of reverb but uh, yeah I, I dialed it back a little bit for you Mark thank you and uh, and they sound great I listened to a couple uh, aside from the content they sound wonderful um, shit what <laughs> so check them out they're on Anchor FM uh, they're on Spotify iHeartRadio iTunes and Google Play wherever else and they're on a few other outlets too so we could actually say that at the end of the show now. That they're updated. Not lie. Yeah. For real. Okay, I'll update these show notes. Uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> For reals. So uh, I guess that uh, brings us to our next segment. Uh, That's me. So, uh, from PRNewsWire.com, Stern Pinball announced a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pinball machine. Actually, a couple, it sounds like. Are you laughing at me? What's he laughing at? This is their, like, full press release, by the way. All right. So, uh, Chicago, May 27th, 2020. um, PR Newswire, Stern Pinball. A globally lifestyle brand based on the iconic and outrageously fun modern American game of pinball announced today the availability of a new line of pinball machines based on Nickelodeon's iconic. Why is it Nickelodeon's? That's not Nickelodeon's. No, that's that, incorrect. It's totally incorrect. They didn't incorrect. even use the, that version of them either. It's dumb. Okay, it's not Nickelodeon. It's just that the dipshit that wrote this article doesn't know where the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ever came from. I know the guy. Which guy? It's probably that... Ah, what the heck is that? <laughs> What's happening? Oh, is this the crazy thing that you have to... Steve's got a... A, a, a sleeve stack. It's a sleeve stack. Sleeve stack. Are you calling my wife a sleeve stack? Uh, <laughs> sorry, Laura. No, if she's not making the... noise, then I'm not buying it. All right, anyway, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pinball machines will be available in pro, premium, and limited edition just so they can get your money from you. Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trained in the art of ninjutsu by their wise rat sensei, Master Splinter. 
So, what did you guys think of this thing? Did you uh, watch the previous? Of what? The the pinball. They, they had like a gameplay demo online. Yeah. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it. Is no. it good? What do you think? It was pretty cool. They had this uh, spinning pizza, which I mean, I'm surprised it's pizza, right? But with a magnet in the middle. So the balls come out, and they all like magnetize together, and the and pizza the starts spinning, out. and so they all start winging around. It was <laughs> it's actually, it looked pretty good. I was, I was actually kind of surprised how nice a job Stern did on it. My expectations are pretty low with Stern. Any idea to which designer uh, managed that one? I'm gonna... I don't. I don't know. They have like the little like bus or van or whatever it is that like you can store four balls in there, and then the door opens up on the side, and the balls dump out. <laughs> did, did a really nice job. Like it's actually worth checking the video out. It's pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Hey, uh, should I do another news article just for fun? Sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Hey, so how f- much are those pinballs, by the way? Do you have the prices? I can't believe we're still talking about balls. Balls. 50, usually the pros are fifty four hundred. The <laughs> Premiums are seventy four hundred and the LEs are about nine thousand. According to the press release, six thousand for pro, seven thousand oh seven thousand six ninety nine for premium, and the limited edition is nine thousand and then ninety nine dollars. Nine ninety ninety nine? dollars. Who decided that you just hey, let's put another ninety nine on that? <laughs> I uh I the LE models are not worth it. I mean, it's like an artwork change. Right, right. And, and they only make 500 of them or something, right? I mean, I, I bought the Star Wars one, which is a terrible game, only because I wanted the Star Wars one, and that was it. And then, like, past that, it's just, they're not, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> oh, that, is that the uh, sample video? That's from, no, that's from the soundtrack Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. There's a track called 9.95. I just, the, all the nines had me thinking. Hello, Sony Media Overlords. <laughs> yes. And by the way, uh, in addition to my editing for the last decade, oh. uh, I went in and disputed 150 times against all of them saying that uh, we're using all their music under fair use so fight the power uh fight the power let's see how it goes I, but it worked for uh dan lucen's episode that got unlocked anyway from forbes.com the the ai pinball player that could beat humans within four days we read this article last week thanks for reading ahead adam because I uh i would have uh caught that at, at the right time but i didn't so but that means we get to move on to the next segment, which is. I always felt that the true stars at Atari was engineering. So, you're an inventor? Yes, I am. What have you invented? A lot of things. Like? Like a lot of things. Like things that you've heard of. Like? Well, things that you will have heard of, okay? Patents are patents. Arcade Welcome to the gadget segment. Mark, are you checking out your crotch light over there? I decided not to turn a crotch light on. Oh. I'm, wearing black I'm going to put mine on right now. I have a crotch light now. So some of you may remember that over the last couple of weeks, my Tempest has gone from Tempest to Dead Tempest, and then now I threw the Major Havoc FPGA board in. And we had a conversation about this last week saying, 
Like, it's expensive, but I said you'd be dumb not to purchase it if you have a tent- Tempest, right? But they're not available. Guess what? Well, they're still not available. Wait, Yay! <laughs> that was a total you waste of time. Two days to order them. What? It's the second round. I'm serious. They, he's He's got them on uh, basically a pre-sale until 5.30. Where are they? On KLOV. And how so, much? Uh, six ninety nine. And what do you get for that? So for six ninety nine, I will go. So let me pull up. I had the window open here, and now of course you'd have to ask that, Steve, wouldn't you? Ask like a really meaningful question. <laughs> first, you and get a nice back massage. Well, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> first, Brian has way too many fucking windows open right now. But anyways, uh, there we go. KLB right here. Aha. Um, so. The board comes stock, like the standard board comes with Tempest, Major Havoc, and I'm logged out of KLOB. Here we go. Tempest, Major Havoc, and Omega Race. That's kind of the baseline one. He's also working on a version of Quantum that will work on this board, but it's still not supported on here. Um, it Between the, um, between the uh, earlier board and the new one, he has done some things to help with the pin cushion as well as sizing. I guess there was a uh, somebody did figure out how to put vector breakout on in the Tempest menu, but uh, Clay, that's Clay's game, Cowgirl's game, and Clay asked for it not to be included because um, he wants yeah. that on Tempest sets. Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, and it's, it's in the announcement. But I mean, did he program the game? Clay did, yeah. Oh wow, I guess then he owes he owns it. Then, so yeah, well, um, so. Um, What's it called again? It's the Tempest what? Or? Tempest FPGA Early Adopter Second Run Pre-Order List. It is in the uh, typical trading post under New Products, Mods, and Services. So so how does the Major Havoc play compared to the real controls <laughs> on a Major Havoc? Honestly, I like this one better. He did a really, really nice job. So he, he actually compensated for the fact that you're using a spinner as opposed to the roller. And he, uh, int- like the gameplay is amazing on here. I, it really, I'm thoroughly impressed with the uh, with the board. And somebody's saying they thought the list was closed, but he said he had it open to the 30th. So I will double check. If he closed it, that would be very sad. Smokinator with the inside info. Yeah, no, it, it says, it does not say closed on here. So <laughs> it does say in two days he's going to close it. So I don't, I don't. So you get Major Havoc, Tempest, and Omega Race, Omega and that's Race. it? Yeah. Hmm. I already have Omega Hon- Race and Tempest, so... Honestly, yeah, yeah, but so you plug this into your Tempest. So you take your Tempest and you yeah. put this in, and you've got Major Havoc. And the Major Havoc plan here is awesome. Hmm. So an hmm. Omega, a Major Havoc board right now is running 1200 bucks just for the board. <laughs> and the other thing you get is you do not have to worry about your Pokey chips or your Math Box on your Tempest anymore. <laughs> oh, Hmm. Right, because there's FBGA in there. Right, it's seven hundred bucks. Can, I have to take out a second mortgage. All right. I'd rather buy one third of a chiller. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, I, All right, I'm gonna make my decision in 24 hours. I probably will get one. Nice. It is. It's definitely worth. I think I. This is one of my favorite multi-game setup like adapt. Well, I'd really like a major havoc on a real machine, <clears throat> and I'd, I. I don't want to. I mean, I. I can play it in an emulation, and I have it, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't That's know. It's a lot so anyways, of, it's, a lot of, it's the most money I'll have ever paid for an FPGA. It is. Um, it, so he says the sound is not perfect on Major Havoc. 
He's working on that. Um, he designed the, the sounds and colors should be perfect on Tempest. Uh, Major Havoc colors are slightly different because they're using the Tempest uh, color palette right now, but it looks really nice. So, so then my anyway. Tempest boards will just sit in there not doing anything? Yes. Mm. Gaining value. Gaining, yes. To, Decaying. To, to, to offset the six ninety nine for the board. Yeah, you could just sell your Tempest board and you know, get your money back. Yeah, who needs Tempest anyway? Uh, I don't know. Day. I really, I really want to drop this board into a, a cabaret version, but I haven't been able to find a cabaret Tempest in a while. Yeah. Life is a cabaret, old chum. <laughs> old chum. Life is a cabaret, old chum. Yes, yes, Batman. <laughs> and the one quick the Robin product I'll bring up, and yeah. I don't know how to post a picture somewhere. Uh-huh. So wait, maybe I can post a link in the chat. Sure. Uh, we are we are playing around with some stuff. So this is kind of a joke, but not a joke. It'd be kind of funny. We can have piranha shower curtains. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Mm. So we are launching a new website in the next couple of weeks, and it gives us the ability to put artwork from different things that we were working on onto different objects, and there's a lot of objects to choose from. So I thought the Piranha Shower Curtain was really funny. I'm, there we go. A must-have for every household. I it, it looks pretty cool, actually. I like the rendering in the bathroom where they show the reflection of the shower curtain in the mirror. What? Yeah, yeah. no, look at the link. It's pretty wild what they did. It's kind of funny. Yeah, so... Hey, Smokinator, welcome to the party. Is anyone working on Peter Packrat uh, joysticks? <laughs> Peter Packrat. Uh, no, but I, I just realized that this Atari System 1, I mean, this is like a Hall Effect joystick, right? Yeah. yeah. Do you think? For what which? the heck? Well, this was like some other game. I just don't know if it, I don't know what it used to be, but it's, Peter Packrat's, th th those look like a handle, right? Like a little. It's a bright blue Red Baron joystick. Is, is it? It's, yeah. it's the same Ow. as a uh, mother trucker, though, Red Baron, I think. Yeah, but they're blue. That'd be kind of cool to have. Hey, yeah, good. We are we are that system one talk? I think we should move on to the next segment. Back in '82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to, to the, the cave, cave with with time runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Welcome to Back to the Cave. We're heading back to the year 1984. Remember 1984? It was pretty cool. My it wife was. wasn't born yet. Let's not talk about that. Hey. Oh. What? <laughs> what? What are you talking about? Uh, hey, back in 1984, Marble Madness, an arcade game designed by Mark Cerny. Mark, such a good name. Published by Atari Games uh, in, in that year. Um, it's a platform platformer which the player must guide a marble through six courses. I have never made it past the fourth, I think. Populated with obstacles and enemies with a time limit. You control the marble using a trackball. Hey, did you know that you can use either trackball if you're a player, if you're only playing a one-player game? I did not know that. Yeah, so in usability testing, which did exist in the 80s, they found sometimes people would start the one-player game and then hit use the wrong trackball. And so they were like, what the hell? Let's just make both trackballs work. So That's you, pretty cool. So in theory, you could have two people like fighting for control of the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, that's interesting because 
What slot? The question is, what slot do you put your token or quarter into a machine? The left or the right? Uh, I always do the right one. Always the right. Yeah. Me too. I'm always to the right. My buddy puts it in the left, and I'm like, you're wrong. You should not be putting it in the left. <laughs> I wonder what the averages are like for people when they, you know, go empty out the machine. Well, I guess in the the audit the audit log, what it'll tell you, right? Well, maybe on a system one game, but a lot of a lot of games don't tell you. They're just a counter. I feel like uh, two coin mechs was sort of like in case one's broken, you've got the other one as your backup, right? Yeah. Are most, are most of them in parallel where they both go to the same counter, so you don't know the difference? It it depends, but in but in later Atari games, they made and Konami they made a, a certain coin mech specific to a character, like on in Gauntlet and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. And uh, now I'm finding Zybots as well. Mm -hmm. So if if one coin mech is screwed up, you're not going to be that player. Yeah. <laughs> There's no backup. Wow. <laughs> Crazy, man. Crazy. Coin mech history with Mark Shields. <laughs> uh, what else did I have to say? Um, hey, so it's funny that game Marble Madness, the inspiration was from miniature golf somehow. Oh, I, um, that makes sense to me, actually. Does it? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, uh, let's see what else we have in this little article. Uh, of course, it was a commercially successful and profitable game. Critics sure. praised its difficulty. Um, it was ported to numerous systems. There was a sequel developed and planned for release in 91, but canceled when location testing showed the game. That game is not yet dumped to MAME, or at least it's not officially available. And one of my goals in life is to buy Marble Madness 2 and dump the shit out of it. <laughs> Marble Madness 2 is for everybody. <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. Why are you so quiet? That, is that my, that's my next question. Am I quiet? You can't hear anything? I can hear you. Oh. Hey, what's in the juke? I don't know. Oh, you want me to check? Okay. Check. Check. What's in there? What's in the juke? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to What's in the Juke. <laughs> the rules of What's in the Juke are very simple. We will play a small portion of a song, and you will have to guess the song's title and the artist. If you can guess one of those, you will get a half, half point. point. If you guess the other, you will also get half, half point. point. You guess them together. Full point. Full point. <laughs> if you don't know it, fight it out. <laughs> Again, it's 1984. These songs are from that year, so put your thinking caps on and don't look for any vanilla ice. <laughs> I was actually going to see if you could do like 1991 tonight. That'd be hilarious. Next next week. <laughs> because we don't do the early 90s. We should, we should throw the audience a bone. You know. The 90s never happened. Okay, I should, because then my wife would... That's when she, like, was, that's when she was sentient, right? Oh, so. my God. That's hilarious. I know. That's the second time you brought up your wife being young tonight, which is... I don't know if uh, it's a well, crime. we were talking about who was the oldest guy here, and it turns out I'm the oldest guy. <laughs> so, uh, thanks. <laughs> oh. Okay, that's not your first uh, hint. Wow. That song was from 1990, or maybe 89. 
it's a 90? I can't them. remember. We're going to get ready here. So the order of uh, whatever it is that we see in the chat, that's the order. If you see that your name came before somebody else, that's not the order we're looking at. We're looking at the everybody else's listing order. All right, we're going to keep these short and sweet tonight. Here comes your first we're down the rules. What's that? We're throwing down rules tonight. We're like we're we're gonna we're gonna get this we're gonna get this out of the way. Yeah, that's right. We got a we got a guest to talk to, who's clearly in his guest bedroom, waiting to go to sleep. With a cat. All right, here we go. Give me a break. <laughs> Wait. I hear a clip. They sort of give it away. Like, Dang it. You know, right away they're like, hey. Here's the name of the song. Uh, the only thing they don't do is say the name of the band. <laughs> and we are reflexing all night long. That's Netropolis with a half point. Dave Elope with a half point. Way to go. Oh, wait. Are we going to give away prizes? I'm tired of giving Are we? Do you have anything? I do. I have a few things left. Nice. All right. Let me get up. Everyone cover your eyes. So for no reason years ago, Adam sent me this uh, A-Team van, which I think is in the same box of stuff that he gives away to other people, but I think this is badass. All right. Okay, so how many women are in the audience? I see Dolly. Dolly. All right. Is that it? Okay. Uh, Well, Rajav is back in here, whatever his... Brian and I are gender fluid, so what the hell? All right. So we have a chance. Okay. I have, like... It turns out I made a two uh, like way too many arcade radio ladies T-shirts. Oh, I see. And, <laughs> and you've worn them all. <laughs> I have. They're all stretched out now. So tonight we're gonna give away uh, a gauntlet pin. That'll be third prize. Okay. All right. And uh, a pong pin. That'll be second prize. Damn, so, I want that. That's pretty cool, isn't it? And uh, we had a no claim from uh, some guy named Give Zero FX, which I'm not going to spell that out for people. But uh, there is a Pig Moldorama left, and that's going out. So you know, if you're a Pig Pink Floyd fan, or if you're a Moldorama fan, this works either way. Nice. And uh, let's just see, uh, whichever woman in the audience wins, uh, she gets a T-shirt. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Dolly, you're probably going to get a t-shirt. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, let's, uh, let's go on with the next track. Here you go. Nice. <laughs> oh, it's a booby press. She says, have yeah. Have you it's ever a bo- noticed how many great singers have a lisp? Uh, does, does this guy have a lisp? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go in the middle a little bit here. Well, he sounds normal to me, but... Wait till you hear the chorus. Tell me that you need... Okay, so uh, that is talking in your sleep, and that is the romantics. Who got them first? Uh, Dolly Relford and Andy Baldwin for a half point each. All right. So there we go. Oh, I gotta play the half point noise, right? Good job. All right. Half point. Half point. Half point. Right. Okay, here comes your next track. Where's Chris? Chris Rhodes. 
<laughs> trying to keep them short tonight so I don't have to go through and dispute every single track. I love that song. It's it a great Iron Maiden. It is self-control. Mr. Peabody's on the board with half a point. And that is Laura Brannigan, Mr. Srevison. Right? Wait, oh, Rob. Rog Rog have Srivansa. Rog yes, Rog have What's that? Is that Gleek? I don't know. I'm pretty sure we're racist every time we do that. All right. <laughs> For both of those people. We got that? We got it. Everything's right. recorded. What the heck? Where is Chris Rhodes? He was here and then he got bored. Okay, alright. Uh here comes your next track. Uh I'm just gonna cue it up. That's uh, 10 seconds of that song. It's not Brian Hemmeritage, Andy Baldwin. <laughs> no, Brian. you're totally wrong. Brian Hemmeritage is totally not it. And it was an aneurysm, I believe. Um, but yeah. yeah. I think Andy Baldwin got Hall & Oates first. Uh, yep. And Say It Isn't So. Oh, together, yes. Yep. A full point for Mr. Andy Baldwin. That was quite well done. Full point. Full point. That's... I know they're just it's diabolical. Oh, hey. <laughs> All right, that was good. Here comes your next one. Everybody get ready. Everybody get your Shazam and your yeah, uh, Siri or right. Google or whoever. Yeah. Stop. Exactly. Alexa. Or as I like, I started with Soundhound. All right, here we go. Alexa, Alexa order greenies. Sorry. <laughs> I love how Dolly's like beating up everybody in the chat. Bite me. She's she's dangerous. You gotta stay away from her. She she'll she'll bite. You. She'll get you. Where in the hell is Casey? Shouldn't Casey be winning this right now? He's on a sofa. He's on a cell phone. Oh, he's sitting on a sofa. Oh, he's sitting on a sofa. He's just enjoying the entertainment tonight. Okay, here we go. That's it. Eight seconds. I played eight seconds. Watch the whole song. Yeah, it's funny how that the intro doesn't really carry through to the rest of the song. And it, but you know what? Matthew Wilde, Dolly Relford is on the board with and and break my stride. Check that out. I'm gonna give it to Dolly. It's Matthew Wilder. Um, and we have Mr. Peabody with Break My Stride. Tell us where we're at, Mike. Or Mark. Whatever your oh, name we're is. at where Andy Baldwin's in first place, Dolly and Mr. Peabody tied for second, and everybody else in third. All right, here's the deal. Dolly wins second. She gets whatever prize it is, or third, or first. She gets whatever prize it is, and one or two t-shirts, maybe three or four, because I have way too many t-shirts for women. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm like, what kind of delusional person am I that I made all these t-shirts? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. They're black, by the way, with a very faded uh, pastel white pink uh, arcade third season arcade radio logo on them. So they're collector's items now, I'm sure. Hey, that reminds me of a, a story that uh, Coolmo Craig mm-hmm. told. He actually had like a vintage 80s shirt. I can't remember if it was like for the Tron tournament or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's like a cool shirt anyway. So he has this girlfriend 
and he made her wear it, and they hooked up, and he enjoyed that while she wore the shirt. <laughs> I just wanted to like, tell that story. Good job, Cuomo Craig. Well, I have a few extras, so if if your wife wants one, Mark, I'll I'll hook her up. All right. She wants one. Okay, here we go. Um, make that same story happen. The- <laughs> Adam, you need to make arcade radio in, girl panties. In <laughs> I'm sorry, could you repeat that again? You need to make arcade radio girly girl panties. panties. Yes. I love how it's cutting out on both of you. It's just got girl... <laughs> Panties. Yeah, panties. Everybody likes to say panties. I know. Can I? I know I do. Underwear where the RR is right where the butthole is. (laughs) Oh, Oh, you know, if we don't get banned for playing music, we would certainly get banned for talking about the logo in certain locations. (laughs) Okay, so that was Break My Stride by Matthew Wilder. Here comes the next track. Let's see if people get it. I think they will. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. That drum beat is unmistakable, though. The oh, 80s digital drums. The Gleek knows it. He knows it. Uh, it is not Phil Colin. It. it is not Phil Purple Collins. Rain. It is not. Yeah. It is Dan Hartman, Mr. Peabody. And it is I Can Dream About You, Andy Baldwin. Very nice. Where's Brian Frober? Isn't he supposed to be winning something, too? He's outside social distancing. Oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. There's clearly some like, you know, different differences in um, internet speeds, but we can get every. Uh, we'll play one more track here. Uh, so that was "I Can Dream About You," Dan Hartman. Who got those, Mark? Um, Andy Baldwin and Mr. Peabody. Excellent. And those were with both a half, half point. Okay. Correct. All right. Uh, here comes your next track. That's all I'm playing. I mean, that was one second. I'd probably get banned for that. I'll give you a hint. I'm doing it right now. (laughs) Oh, God, please let it be a song I know. And we are... It's unmistakable. There's no other song with that intro. Andy Baldwin and Dolly Relford are in with Sunglasses at Night. Half point each for that. Good job, guys. All right, here we go. Corey Hart. Okay, here comes your next. Uh, this, this is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, so that's it. You think they'll get it off that? That's two seconds of the song. Right. Ban me. Metropolis, Canadian, no. Dolly, Dolly Relford, eyes without a face. Yes. Mike Page behind her with Billy Idol. Welcome to the board, Mike Page. Half point. Both of you guys get a half point. Mike Page rules. I know. By the way, Mike, you and I need to talk. Uh, I'm running out of swag. I think I'm giving away my last two swags tonight. Oh, I have one more. I have one more. Uh, we'll save it for next week. By the way, you guys, did you know we're nearing our 100th episode? What? Yep. And precisely, yes, in precisely three weeks, we will be at 100 episodes. It's funny is that we would normally be at this episode number like in October. <laughs> yes, this actually uh, 22, uh, it, you know, well, uh, tw- well. we usually end around. Tw- <laughs> what was that? Did, did like Brian just join the yes. show? Yes. What is happening Something here? <laughs> We're working on new arcade radio merchandising. Oh, my God. 
Oh, oh no. No. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is not okay. This is... Okay, that is actually kind of okay. You put, go to the link I put. I am blushing right now. Yeah. Product. Yeah, set in extra small. Can you put those in the chat? Because they're freaking hilarious. I don't think I... Well, hold on. I had a link to our products on the... Hold on. Let me... This is not okay. This is... <laughs> oh my god, I'm turning red. Oh. Send All right. it to me later. I can't, Seriously, can't how to get the eyes without a face, Billy check. Idol. Let's move on to the next track. Next! <laughs> next! Oh my gosh. Oh. That's, that's one second of the song. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like slow dancing. Waiter. <laughs> that, that song's really hard. Oh my god. What? <laughs> hard habit to break. Mr. Peabody. Mr. P. And only the lonely. Not 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 Ooh. correct. Oh, oh, cool, Jade. What the hell? Chicago. Mr. Peabody gets a full point. Oh my gosh. Check that out. Full point. All right, Mark. Tell us where we're at because we're at song number ten, and I want to know where where the prizes are sitting. Andy Baldwin and Mr. Peabody tied with two and a half points, followed by Dolly Relford with two points, and everybody else way in the distance with a half point. All right, this is a close game. Close game. Um, I'll play a little bit more of that song. There you go. All right, so that was Hard Habit to Break by Chicago. 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 I love their hot dogs. Yeah, I love their... Uh, it's a windy city. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we like to... We go to Chicago. Yeah. There's a whole episode in first season of us doing that stupid voice. It's pretty hilarious. Oh, yeah. I long for that episode sometimes. been four years. Four years? That's pretty good. Okay, this is going to be it, you guys. This is for all the all the marbles. <laughs> it's for all kids in the world. All right, here we go. Think that was oh, enough? I like that one. Yeah, that's it. Ah! Wow. Warrior. I don't know if I'm going to accept that. Yes, I am. I'm going to accept that. Uh, Patty Smythe. Okay, that that was half that is dang close so andy ballman got warrior first yeah and then patty Smythe. well it's looking it's actually not patty's well actually it is patty Smythe, isn't it i think this is the band featuring her well i know but who's the band nobody's gotten the band yet nobody has but i mean it's better than Patty Smith or Pat Benatar. So, you know, what's funny is it's improperly uh, cataloged in my database because of CDDB. But uh, Dolly gets it. I'm going to give it to her. It is the band Scandal. Yep. Nice. She was close enough. Uh, Mike Page was the one who got it actually at the end. So Let's give Mike Page a half point too. Yeah, I'll give both of them a half point for that. I think that's fair, right? Yes. I just. 
And then I just opened iMovie. That's great. Oh, no. Half right, point. Half point for everybody all around. And that was really good. Way to fight it out. I'm telling you. Adam, it won't let me put a, uh, a link in the chat. So I just put a link in our messaging thing. You may have to post it in the chat window. Oh, won't let me put a, a link. Uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to do this. I think Are I'm we talking a, about the new merchandise? Yeah. I, I, might be, I made, a, I made I another one as well. Oh, man. I'm going to be totally underage here. Uh, this is oh, so inappropriate. I thought I was it was faithful. I can't get the chat to come up. All right. Stupid Skype. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So oh, oh. moving on. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about who's going to get their prizes. Oh, I see. <laughs> All right. Mark, tell us who's going to get the prizes tonight. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> there it is! Oh, I like that swimsuit. <laughs> <laughs> That's classy. <laughs> and you did it! You did it with the briefs. Yeah. Ingenious. Okay, we'll see. I'm, you know, I've helped you with your marketing strategy. Okay, so Andy Baldwin is in first place, and then second and third are a tie. With Dolly Ralford and Mr. Peabody. I mean, technically they tied for second, but. Okay. So they they each. Okay. So uh, let's do this. Uh, Dolly's getting a t shirt for sure, right? She does. We know that. So uh, do we give them a. Let's do a. Uh, should we do a, a 1984 off? Well, actually, third place is Mike Page, if you want to be. Well, I mean, second and third place are. Are our second and third places? No offense to Mr. You know Mike Page, but we have two people in front of him. The swimsuits are flying off the shelf. Am I right? Find out what Andy wants. He has a clear first place win. (laughs) Well, he gets the pig, but he he might already have a pig. Doesn't he have a pig already? Andy Baldwin, are you the one that got the yellow pig? Because you could have a pink pig. Dolly wants the bra. (laughs) Dolly wants the bra. (laughs) Okay, I can't. I we did actually produce those. You can buy those. Yeah, Brian shop right now. That's the term. Andy Baldwin, you did win a pig, and it was sent this week. You will be receiving a yellow pig, so you're getting a pink pig to go with it. We're Andy put... Baldwin asking any magnets you got. Yeah, uh, I have magnets, but I I'm down to like one. Okay, Andy, do you want do you want this one? Pong or gauntlet? Which one's that? Tapper? Ooh. Do you want this? It's a tapper magnet. It's yours if you want part. it. This is the best part of the podcast when you listen to it on iTunes. Okay. <laughs> Andy Paulman is getting tapper a tapper gets. magnet. And then the pig is going to our second place winner. I think Mr. Peabody already got a pig, didn't he? Yeah, he got a pig. So, I mean, I could send this to Dolly. Dolly, do you want a pig? She has two already. <laughs> Dolly says, congratulations, Dad, at Andy Baldman. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. We'll settle up afterwards. Okay. Uh, people won prizes. That's good. Well, did you ask Mr. Peabody what he wanted? Yeah, he already has a pig, so he's, a getting, pig. A, he's getting a pin. Do you want a gauntlet? Gauntlet or pong? Gauntlet or pong. Oh, she has the Casey. <laughs> Casey is her pin. All right. Or her pig, or pig, depending on which prize. Send one of the girls' shirts to him. Okay. 
Uh, what size would you like? <laughs> How many sizes you got? Uh, I think I have small, medium, and large for women. But that is not going to fit a man at all. Yeah. It'll be... Uh, not more than once. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll settle up on sizes later, but people won prizes. So, Dolly, hit me up with the size in, at Facebook, and I'll send you a T-shirt with your pin. And uh, Mr. Peabody, fi- 5X, <laughs> Dave Lope. You're freaking hilarious. I'd like a 5X women. I don't actually make them here. I'm not sewing t-shirts. I have what they're here. You know, you get what you get. All right? <laughs> medium. All right, cool. She's already in for a medium. Thanks. He, he does make the uh, bikinis there, though. All right. And then I'll just send other random swag. Who, hey, who got their stuff this week? And I didn't see in the chat. I hope you guys get your stuff because there's some extra things in there that are super fun. Adam's arcade swag. Yeah, well, actually, it's better than that. It's not. It's just. It's not stuff from Adam's arcade necessarily. One person did get a Coyer uh, coaster. I think that's Andy Baldwin, actually. So, yeah, you guys are welcome. Gleek, Mr. Peabody, C.W. Graham, awesome. Thanks. I'm glad you got your stuff. All right. And for you people listening in the podcast, I'm sorry, but you have to tune in live to get the prizes. Live. Yeah, it's super fun. You can check us at, at, at arcaderadio.live. And we're right currently running every week, which is insanity. I don't know why we're doing this, but we're going to hit episode 100 in three weeks. Stay with us. Okay, and that means we are going to go to the voicemail and see if we have some sort of voicemail. Please. Right? I hope there's a voicemail for us to listen to. All right, well, let's check it out here. All right. Hello. Uh-huh. Wait, so normally... What was that? I don't... Well, let's check it out. I, I don't know. Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from... An inmate at Florida Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Thank you for using... You may start the conversation now. Hey guys, I finally done it. You know, you know they say prison, how it changes a man. Well, you know, sometimes it makes him do things he wouldn't normally do. I, I didn't believe it before, but, but now I do. So, you know what, you know what I'm talking about? Sword fighting. Yeah. <laughs> All these other guys have been telling me about how sword fighting is so cool here in prison and how I should do it. And then yeah. they show me how in this special room they have. I was skeptical at first, but now I'm totally into it. Yeah. Yeah. I've only been poked like 15 times so far. But I'm getting better at avoiding getting poked. You know, it's, it's not fun. Plus, there's blood everywhere. <laughs> well, on that note, I've got to get back to my sword fighting prison, buddies. I have a great show with uh, Steve Murky. And tell the Bob says hi. I'm off now. There's a dick out. Hey, hey, hey. Don't touch me there. <laughs> okay, so last week the sheriff called and said that they had him in custody. Right. <laughs> he was pounding on a door trying to get out. Hey, 
Does it seem weird that they would give prisoners swords? I mean, is it maybe like a fight club or maybe shiv club? I don't know. It sounded very metallic. It did. Maybe like, I don't know, cafeteria wear? I don't know. It it seemed like there was no delay between any of the swords banging into each other. Yeah. Anyway. It seems like he's just making it up. Yeah. He's making up the whole thing. It's just him and his. Let's steal cutlery. <laughs> Don't poke me there. Oh my god. All right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you and good night. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, are you still awake? What? Why does everyone think I'm sleeping? I'm right here. <laughs> I can't figure out why I haven't touched my computer yet, and it, it, it's hung up on me like six times, and I'm not doing anything. But <laughs> I am here. Oh, it's... you you call back like super fast. Though. I know he's really good at calling back. Is Adam yeah. doing this to fuck with me? Yeah, <laughs> I, pretty much. That's my lot in life. I I just I try to you, fuck with people. You disconnect caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brian is wishing he had shots, but he's on call. Shot, 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 shot. shot. You could do one. You could do one shot. That would not be shot, 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 shot. That would be shot, and then the song would be over, and it would. Suck okay, up. here he goes. Shot. Done. Just try a little one. Yeah, just drink <laughs> some of. I don't have anything here, actually. Drink, drink the uh, toner from the printer. That would do a number on things. <laughs> <laughs> Do a number on things. All right, Steve Murky, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I, we've all of us have known you for a while. Uh, there's some people in the chat that know you, and you have a little arcade at home called uh, the Upside Down. Um, but uh, you know, you told us you got a swimmer. You clearly have a collection. Let's talk a little bit about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. You, should I start at the beginning, like when start. I started collecting or something? Oh, yeah. Or? Wait, let's As go. youth, what were the circumstances <coughs> when you first became hooked on arcade games? What's your origin story? Yep. Yeah, that's, there, that's the I question. Mean, I mean, if I go way back, of course, I grew up with uh, a mall that had a killer Aladdin's castle. And, uh, you know, going out to dinner with the family from Pizza Hut to gas stations, there's arcade games everywhere. And it just really affected me. And, uh, I'll never forget that first Christmas when I got my Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That was just life changing, and uh, and then and then a few years later when I got my Nintendo, it's same feeling, just life changing. But so I loved games right away from the start. But uh, yeah, just going to Aladdin's Castle was great at the mall and just hanging out with other kids. Loved it. Never thought I'd ever own a game, and then uh, later in life, you kind of forget about arcade games. And then next thing you know, they come back into your life, and I started collecting consoles. I think a lot of us have that similar story where you end up with every console. Yeah. And then next thing you know, somebody says to you, why do you got all these consoles when you could have the real games? And you're like, oh, yeah. really? That person that? was me. Yeah. Oh. I, I, I really never thought I could own a real arcade game. You know, you figure they're all $3,000, and where are you going to buy one? And Sure. Luckily for me, when Craigslist was just coming around, somebody said, you should go on this thing called Craigslist and type in the word arcade. And I did. And in about 30 days, I had 18 games in my 18? garage. Are you kidding me? Control. Holy crap. Wow. All right. So tell us what your first purchase was. 
Uh, my first purchase was a Donkey Kong cocktail, and I love that game, and I probably shouldn't have sold it, but as you know, cocktails take up too much room, so I got to stand up eventually. But uh, yeah, I had a, in 98, I purchased a Donkey Kong cocktail. Didn't start collecting stand-ups in 98, probably waited till about 2005. That's the console period for me. But like I said, in 2005, I just went crazy. I ended up with what I'll call 18 turds in the garage. Oh, were they like all like maimed out dynamo cabinets? Oh, totally. And in 2005, it was 50 bucks a game. Some of them were free. Sure. One of my favorite stories was this lady called me up and said, I heard you buy games. I'm like, yeah, what do you got? She's like, well, that son of a bitch is leaving. I'm throwing all his shit out. If you come to the garage right now, you can have them all for free. I'll give you the lawnmower, the tractor, the shovel. Wow. Yes, I I ended up in this garage with three free arcade games, a snowblower, a lawnmower. And this lady was just throwing all this guy's stuff out. Oh, my God. That was pretty cool. That was fun. I got a Twin Cobra out of that deal. That is terrible. I always love Twin Cobra. But, you know, JAMA games. Yeah. And, uh... You still yeah, so that, that was a lot of fun. You go from 0 to 18, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, 18 turns into 35, that turns into 60, that turns into 80, and you start looking around going, oh, I got a problem here, and I toned 80 down to about 45 keepers, and then I got back up to 65, and it's been up and down, buying, selling, and trading a little bit, but I really have slowed down a lot in the last five years because uh, I do live an hour and a half away from all the games, down here in Mankato, and uh, so by the time I do find out about a game right now, Eric Bowes or Paul has it, so. <laughs> <laughs> that has been the joke. Uh, you know, it's funny, they've kind of slowed down a bit too, but yeah, but they yeah, still get go, stuff. We all go through it, don't we, where you just load up the garage and then you yeah. don't know what to do? <laughs> I was pretty precise when I started collecting. There were certain things I was after, yeah. and I, I paid more for them too, but... You know, when I got into it, there was so much JAMA stuff out there that it was really hard to find, like, a dedicated game back then. Yeah. What was your yeah. first dedicated purchase? Um, you're not going to believe I'm going to tell you this, but I, I really, I really like Zaxxon. <gasps> I, I searched out a Zaxxon. Okay, wait a second. You're yeah. serious. You like Zaxxon. Yeah, and I really wanted one. I've been making fun of that game for, and you make fun of that game. And you own I one. I've been with you guys. That's hilarious. <laughs> Zaxxon. I, I mean, I do like Zaxxon. I don't like Super Zaxxon. Okay, so uh, I, I will tell you there's an alert to that game, right? The, the side art, the cabinet is, what a great name for a game, Zaxxon. It's very masculine. And, and you get, you know, and the 3D isometric thing looks so cool when it was out. Yeah. And I remember ColecoVision had the exclusive rights. Well, Atari made one too, but but they had the better version. Yeah, Yeah, it was just it looked. I mean, like it looked great, but then you know, you know, you know. I grew up flying radio control airplanes, and and my dad was in the air force, so I was always really drawn to aviation, and uh, so I love Red Baron, and uh, Zaxxon was just one of my favorite games because as as cool as Time Pilot looks, I, I me flying radio control planes and knowing a lot about aviation, I was just always so disappointed. That you walk up to a flying game and you got to grab a stupid round ball joystick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Flying games need to have a yoke. They need to have a joystick, you know, a yoke. And Zaxxon was just the first game that you got a hold of it. And it was like, wow, I'm actually flying a jet. I'm not flying Miss Pac-Man. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so what do yeah, you think so- of uh, the environment cabinet of Afterburner? 
Oh, that, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I love. Yeah, I wish I had room for that. Yeah, that'd be so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember back in the early 2000s, you'd go to like buy a cabinet. You'd buy some random Pac-Man or something for a hundred bucks, mm-hmm. and then they'd look at these Konami cabinets in their garage and say, "Can you please take this out of here?" Yeah, like just just make it go away. I mean, it was hilarious back then, just the difference in how you're talking about, like, getting stuff, people saying, get rid of these things, and it's completely changed over. Yeah, yeah, it's tough now. It's, you know, back then, it's like pole position was a $250 game. Maybe it's a $500 game now. I'm not sure. Maybe it's up to 800 bucks, but they were everywhere, and they're even getting hard to find now. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Uh, I guess we're all sitting on games. (laughs) All right, so you, you collected eighteen games. Your first one of your first dedicated was a Zaxxon. Is that, I mean, is that what? Yeah, one of, one of the first ones was yeah. Okay, and so that's kind of cool. So, uh, what, do you ha- did you have any stinkers in there that you got rid of that later you're like, oops, I shouldn't have got rid of that. Yeah, you know, it it, it, I, it took me a long time to like find a Qbert and or even a Tron, and it's really weird. I have this weird luck where. It'll take me a year or two to find the game I'm looking for. I find it, and then three days later, the phone call rings, and it's somebody with the same damn game again. So <laughs> I got two Qberts in two days, two two Trons in two days, uh, you know, two Battle Zones in two days. It, there's a whole big list of games where I got like doubles on. And uh, so should I sold all those? No, you keep the better game and you sell the one that's in worse condition. But now looking back. I mean, I sold two Paperboys. One, I sold to Chris Rhodes for 150 bucks, and that's a $4,000 game now in his basement. So I did let I did let some really cool games go. Yummy beer. What is that uh-huh. best made? I'm gonna. I'm kind of want a beer now. It's a pickle beer. Boy, that sounded very Minnesotan. Let me try that again. I kind of. I I kind of want a beer now. <laughs> oh yeah. Adam, I think, Adam, I think my best game that I ever found. That I just came upon and got lucky was a Discatron. And and this guy called me up and he said, Yeah, I got this game. I heard you buy games. I'm like, Yeah, maybe. What do you got? He's like, Oh, it's something Tron. I don't know. I'm like, What do you mean something Tron? He's like, Well, I don't know. It's something Tron. And I didn't even know what it was. I was pretty new in the hobby. Mm-hmm. And so uh I called up Chris Rhodes and I'm like, This guy just called me and he's got something Tron for sale. And Chris is like, What does he want for it? I'm like, he said he thought eighty bucks was fair. And Chris, oh! just get the just get in the car and go get it right now. Oh my god! <laughs> I love how Chris is like, just get in the car and go get it right now. Yeah, I didn't even know what it was. I go get it, and it's all there. I bring it home. It, you plug it in, nothing works. The whole thing, anything could be dead on. Everything was dead on. Yep, it. yep. And you know, I didn't want to restore it because I wasn't going to keep it back then. I, I didn't know what it was. I put it on eBay. It sold for fourteen hundred dollars, and I bought it for eighty bucks. That's a pretty good deal. <laughs> that was fun. Was uh, it the uh, the upright or the cut or the it, environment? It was just the upright. Okay. I would. Yeah, I would. A nice original game. It was all there. I would love an upright because I don't have room for the environment cabinet. But well, I mean, I was looking at it. It's sixty-seven inches deep or long, rather. Mm-hmm. It's just a an inch longer than a pole position cockpit. Mm-hmm. Do you not have room for a pole position cockpit as well, or? I have a Monaco GP and a captain's chair. I don't have, and I, for some stupid reason, I bought a Kitty Rama. Oh, I have one too. Whoa. <laughs> Oops. There's a distributor in Minnesota that, that keeps selling them to people. I'm out. Finally, you're out. done. Nice. I'll yeah. work on that at some point. 
Yeah, it's going to be cool. Actually, I'm thinking of doing like, a, you know, for the Kitty Rama, I'm thinking of doing like a, a reel of a classic cartoons from that era. Heckle Jekyll, Mighty Mouse, uh, Woodpecker, all those, Woody the Woodpecker. And then having like probably 50 cartoons or 100 cartoons that are in rotation. And then doing like an Arduino adapt- adaptation. So they're, you know, dumping them all from Super 8 direct to digital. So they look original. And then have an LCD, so when it comes up, it looks like the real deal. Do you uh, are you going to hook it up to the coin mech so that you can mm-hmm. play just one? Oh, nice. Yep, and randomize it every time. So like when you put in a quarter, you get what you get. I think it'd be fun. Really cool. Because uh, otherwise, you're going to have to maintain a Super 8 cartridge, you know, or eight yeah. millimeter cartridge movie player that is just going to break all the time, you know. Right. Well, I, I used the Pico projector on my uh, m- movie movie hut. Oh yeah. Which is similar similar to the Kitty Rama. Yeah, I just found a whole bunch of Heckle and Jekyll stuff off YouTube. Ripped them. Oh yeah. Got the got a little Pico projector. I actually had. Uh, I'll send you the link to the video where I reproject. I yeah. used um, somebody. Somebody told me that they wanted to see porno, so I made a. <laughs> Wait, I shouldn't be talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, long story short, I have other you make options. Pornos? Might well, like sidetrack here. I have the porno too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> sidetrack here. Uh, I bought a, you know, and I've talked about this on the show, but I bought a uh, uh, Roa AMI MM1 jukebox. And yes. it was made in 1967. And they made this thing called the um, PhonoView, which is a giant box that was mounted above it, about four feet wide and about a foot and a half oh deep. God. And it had a Super 8 projector behind it uh, with a, a, a wide-angle throw. And I, I think I talked about this not that long ago, but but it played a scantily clad women dancing mm-hmm. at random, at random so, intervals. So no no relation to the song play? No, none whatsoever. But, you know, there's like... There's like a woman in a red devil outfit. There's there's sixties women dancing in go-go outfits and bikinis. And when you put in a quarter, if you were lucky enough, that player would come on and play something randomly. And so I bought one of those videos. I have a Super 8 projector. I have some of these old films. There I wanna have them digitized. I wanna digitize all that stuff. Do it. And uh I just bought a uh electronic uh retractable movie screen for a wall in my house so that's going to come down and i'm going to have the super 8 projector aimed at that but i also thinking a pico projector would be perfect for that as well mount that somewhere you know throw it at that screen because you don't need it to be super high def you know so anyway back to our guest hey steve-o so steve did did you ever stop playing arcade games in your youth like for any period of time like for sure oh totally yeah uh probably somewhere around i don't know let's say 16 or so um i don't know if it was i found out what partying was girls girls or if it was rock and roll or all three but uh yeah i started playing a little guitar and bass guitar love music and at that time it was like mortal Kombat was coming out and teenage mutant turtles and i just didn't relate to these games to me they were i don't know i always felt like they were a little more childish and i just wasn't into them because of my age and what i was into so yeah i pursued guitars and rock and roll and uh totally got out of it and um although in college i did pick up a a sega which was a lot of fun yeah altered beast on mushrooms it's a a must 
and uh, a little NHL and, hockey with blood. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, no, anyways, um, I was totally out of it. And like I said, it, when that person just said to me, you got to go to this thing called Craigslist. I was like afraid of it. I didn't know what it was. And nice, yeah. you know, I filled my house with arcade games. That's hilarious. <laughs> I want to so hear a little bit of more. Band. Can we hear a little bit more about your band? Yeah, Leap Twenty Seven. Like, was that the first band or the most famous band? Or yeah, that was probably that was the most famous band for sure. Um, no, I mean, I, I you started playing with friends in high school, had a lot of fun. Then you started another band and turned into kind of a party band. And then in college, I had a band, and all the bands we we did pretty good in all of them. We had a lot of fun, but uh, Leap Twenty Seven by far was the one that we were the most professional, and we recorded two albums and toured around for 10 years, did over a thousand shows. Wow. That's a lot yeah. of shows. Or- original music and any cover or how did that work? That was the tough part because you really couldn't make any money playing originals back then. Right. However, you had to play the re- originals to get the recognition and be respected. So we wrote originals to play the great downtown Minneapolis clubs and to play originals. But then to pay the bills, we had to play all the suburbs and play covers and then there's some places where you knew you could mix both of them together but we off we often had talks and meetings about maybe we should make a side project even though it's all the same guys but change the name so that's just the cover band right because it really taints your original band when you start playing uh cover songs right but so we did do both but when we were playing the downtown clubs where you go to see original music we would play original music Nice. What most famous Minneapolis-based music, musicians that you uh, had to r- hang out with or rub up against? Uh... Uh, that we did hang out with and play with? Uh, yeah, yeah. Soul Asylum, um, Honey Dogs Guys, Iffy, uh, Martin Zeller, the Gear Daddies, um, you know, of course, the GB Ladies, the Tim Mahoney's. I mean, we were friends with them all. We played with them all, all the time. Um, wow. Biggest artist we played with? I, I mean... We were the band that played Jesse Ventura's inaugural party, and we played, <laughs> and we played with the band America. <laughs> oh, cool! Jesse had them do the Ventura Highway. Interesting. Yeah, wow. Pat Benatar. I mean, there's there's some pretty big bit names, but no one that it wasn't like we played with Guns N' Roses or ACDC. Oh. You never saw Prince. Like you never. You know, we 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 played festivals that he was at, but like he'd be on that stage and we'd be on right. the other stage. So there was no shots with Prince. No, Sorry. like Prince uh, is on the side stage while you guys are main venue, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> but I mean, we were playing some pretty cool shows at like Summerfest in Milwaukee, and you'd look out in the crowd and uh, you'd see the bands watching you, and it was like, holy shit. I forget. I can't think of the names right now. I want to say like Matchbox Twenty type caliber or County Crows or. I mean, pretty famous bands are watching you, and that's kind of intimidating because you try your whole life to get to those shows, and next thing you know, it's like, holy shit, we're there, and they're watching us. And we played the Fine Line Train opened for us, and and, and that was kind of a big deal. Wow. Wow. It it was intimidating, but it was cool as hell. And is the band still together? Like, do you still, or is it? You know, I talked to them all yesterday. Uh, We're all great friends. We're like brothers, and uh, we never officially broke up or anything, but... You know, after a thousand shows and you get to that age in life where jobs set in, yeah. no 401k sets in and no oh, insurance, health insurance. And it's kind of like, God, we're having fun. But sooner or later, it, 
I don't know. It's if you ever really study rock and roll, you find out that most artists declared bankruptcy at 38, and yeah. they almost called it quits. And so we were all at about that 38 years old age where it was like, wow, we got to hang this up. But right. so we never broke up. We're, we're actually right now we got asked to do a show in September, so we're deciding if we're going to do that or not. A little hard with all the stuff that's going on right now. But yeah, yeah, it's real. I can't believe they're already trying to book a show in September. <laughs> yeah. What was your last show? Um, uh, O'Gara's in St. Paul for their closing party. Oh yeah, I wish I could have gone to that. There was a bunch of people that were there. A lot of fun. Yeah, it, it, that's an honor. Like w- w- Dan from O'Gara called us up personally and said you were a big part of our history. And we are closing, and we'd really like you to be part of the closing parties and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, th- those were great shows right there. Who else was there that night? Well, actually, they did like eight shows for like eight weekends in a row. So they had they had all the Minneapolis bands that headlined O'Gara. So it was the Johnny Clueless, Mango Jam, Tim Mahoney, G.B. Layton, Leap 27, Daisy Ed Maisie, uh, um, probably the Gear Daddies or Martin Zeller, I'm not sure. But a, a huge list of bands that you'd know all their names. I saw Tim Mahoney a couple times. Not on purpose, but I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tim's a good songwriter. He had a good band. Yeah. Folium's asking you about hookers and blow, Steve. What? That is one of the greatest names in rock and roll. (laughs) Yeah, and so if you guys have never seen Hookers and Blow, you got to get out and see them. They did have to change their name because they couldn't do any corporate events because of their name. Oh. And so I think their name now is uh, what is it? The Sunshine Committee. Bookers and Hoes. No. (laughs) No, there's the Sunshine Committee, and they're made up Ah. of some of the best musicians in Minneapolis. They're awesome. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So what is, like, do you have any game? I'm not going to try and change the subject too quickly, but we'll segue a little bit. Let's go ahead. What is the, like, are there any games on the list that you're looking for now? Like, what are you targeting? You've got this, you said about 60 games now? Yeah, probably uh, probably eight pinball machines, I think, in 52 games. Hmm. Yeah, and so um, that's a really tough question. I was thinking about it today, and most people want a tapper. I, me and my wife, we decided that we want a root beer tapper. Oh, nice. I've passed up many of them over the years, and I've passed up tappers, too. Of course, now I wish I wouldn't have just because, I, you know, I thought $850 for a tapper was crazy money. I wish I would have bought them. Outrageous. <laughs> outrageous <laughs> money for a tapper. for 50 bucks. Exactly. Why would I do $850? <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'd like to get a root beer tapper. Um, I don't know. I, I, I I hate to admit it because I love arcade games. It started with me for arcade games, but I think I'm more on a pinball kick now. And uh, so I have about five pinball machines I want to get, and that's just an unfortunate battle too because you got to get premiums to get the full gameplay. So you're talking $6,500 for used premiums. So they're all more recent modern games that you want? Well, I do want a roller games. Have you guys ever played roller games? Yes, it's really good. I just saw one of those go up for sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the problem with roller games is the play fields. If you don't get the diamond play play field, the play fields are always roached. Hmm. But Mark, Mark, do you know what roller games is? I've seen the the backlash, but I don't know what the game is. Yeah, so it's, Wait, it's is that the one with the girls in the seventies, like in their? It's roller years? derby style. Yeah, it's uh, roller derby, terrible girl artwork, but the whole yes. play field. It's all eighties logos like Slice. And pop and oh god, it's all 1980s awesomeness. And the game is really fun, and you can get a really nice roller games if you're lucky for sixteen or eighteen hundred dollars. But yeah, they're just hard to find where the playfields aren't roached. 
I could have sworn, didn't CPR do a Roller Games repro? They maybe did. They maybe did. I don't know. I could have sworn I saw one of those. But, you but, know, now you're now you're buying a $1,600 game, and now you got to put up $700 playfield yeah, in it. My, I, do, I recommend not putting new playfields in any of your games, because once you start, it is really freaking hard to stop. It's 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 terrible. It's so much work. I hate it. Yeah, but we got a guy up here that I mean, we got yeah. a guy up here that does it for a steal. You know, what's right. funny is that guy was recommended by Steve Murky. Right. Yeah. Yep. He's he's fantastic. Yeah. I'm now on game like five that he's done. We don't want to say his name because he's going to double his price. No kidding. <laughs> I've if got you want three more to do, then we can talk about them all we want. Oh yeah. man. <laughs> He did my Xenon no, for five hundred bucks. Yeah. yeah, I got an Evil Knievel for eight fifty that worked, and by the time I got it restored with a new playfield and everything put together, I bet I got four thousand dollars in an Evil Knievel. Yeah, it's a cool pin though, fun. But but I mean, can I break even? <laughs> no. But it's beautiful. I'm but, sure it's gorgeous, right? There's certain. Well, it's really good, but it's not perfect because. Again, the level of restoration depends on who you work with and how lucky you get. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, well, true. so here's here's a question. Like, and this comes up. Like, so we buy these games, right? And you are one. Like, I've you're good friends with Chris. I Chris's restorations are like amazing. Yeah. But when we restore games, do we do it because we're trying to increase the value, or are we trying to do one for? Uh, I mean, it's like I wrestle with that because I've had Susan ask me a couple times, "How much money are you going to put in this pinball?" I'm like. It makes me smile when I look at it. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, right. It's pretty. Like, I don't, you know, like if I sell it for less, but it's still pretty. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I think we're all different. I think we all do it differently and we all feel different about it. Um, and then it's, it's hard to compare pinball machines to arcade games because yeah. you can just go silly broke in a pinball machine with mods. Yeah. But, uh, you know, an arcade game, it's like, well, it needs new side art. Okay. Now to put new side art on it, it needs new laminate. Okay, now I'm going that far. Well, I might as well put a new bottom in it. And it's like, it's just endless within the arcade game. And, you know, like I'm doing a swimmer right now. When this thing's done, what can I sell it for if I ever need to get rid of it? Maybe 1500 bucks. Well, you guys know I got $650 in artwork. I bought the game for 650 bucks, And by the time you add it all up, it's a losing battle plus 200 hours of your life. Yeah. So it's it's tough. How, how deep do you go into them? <laughs> So one of the reasons I don't do a lot of side art because you can do the control panels, you powder coat them and you yeah. slap them on, they look good. You do the bezel, the marquee, if they need it. And then if you don't do anything else, the game user looks really good from the front. Yep. And the time into it is almost nothing. Yep. <laughs> and I every time I dig into one and I start doing like the the sides, it, it is. It's like it's like the money pit. Right. That's why I'm, my EDOT is keeping its sides. That's it. So yeah. I, I have three games right now. They're all great games. I got um, Pigskin, Rampage, oh. and Crossbow. And all three of the games are missing about a two-inch front right corner. To fix that corner requires a full restoration or you live with it. <laughs> yep. Right. It's it's such a it's so disappointing to know they, they work they play they're there they're great games but what do I want to do with them? Uh, they should make Black Bondo. Yes. <laughs> well, my my Omega Race has a big chunk out of the the right side, and it's that 
Omega race is weird because it's like MDF. Everything else is like particle board or plywood or whatever. But Omega race is weird. It's like made out of paper. Yeah. So when that stuff gets chipped off, you can't repair it. It's like you'd have to put wood hardener on there and Bondo and then paint it black. It's like a Qbert, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I've never had a Qbert, so it's like it's like compacted cardboard, and if it yes. gets wet, it grows. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's like uh, a sponge. It's a nightmare. And, and, and there's no T molding on an Omega race. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not no T molding because it's they're just manufactured sides. They're just weird. This one's got T molding. I'm sorry. What? Cabaret has T molding. That's weird. Yeah, because that's a standard Valley Midway cabaret cabinet. So, I got it. But so, St- Steve Dolly Ralford wants to know if you want to trade a swimmer for a roller games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tough call. I'm not even done with this. <laughs> oh my! That's funny. Yeah, see, she's throwing down. Let's I like see, that. How real you are. Tell her to reach back to me in a year. <laughs> I love trading games. That's the way to do it. Everyone's happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you have to trade? Uh, let's talk. Yeah, the only thing I got to get rid of right now myself is uh, that Madden football game, and it's beautiful and it's fun and it's great. And the only reason I'm getting rid of this Madden is because I want an M- NBA Jam NFL Blitz. Yeah. Like when you got when you got limited space, I just want more games in one cabinet than just one game. Sure. You were saying before you had too many games, you had a problem. I was wondering if the problem was too many games or not enough space. Yeah. <laughs> What is the difference? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so uh, I'm not I'm unclear on the number of games you have operating in your home and in your garage. Uh, twenty two in the garage, probably another seven or eight in the house, and then three at work. Okay. Yeah, and then in storage, which I can plug them in, but they're in storage right now because they don't fit in the house. Probably close to thirty. Well, you need to get rid of some of those. Yeah, and they're all the ones that need a little work. All right, so um, I want to talk about two games that you have because because I think they're they're highlights of the collection that I I like that you have. Uh, sure, so it's it. totally uh, totally self indulgent here. But um, the can you talk a little bit about your timber project? Yeah. Well, I really thought it'd be easy. I mean, of course, I wanted to buy an original real one. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find one anywhere, and I just refused to buy games for $4,000. <laughs> so I figured, you know what, I'll try to find a dead one and I'll build one. So sure. I started collecting some parts and just got a few parts I started getting into, and I'm like, I am never going to find a cabinet. And it's probably pretty wrong to buy a tapper and, and convert it into a timber. And so then that's when I met Mark Lukasik, and he makes those uh, reproduction cabinets, which... I haven't seen anything but the timber, but the timber is, it's beautiful. And I got a cabinet with artwork on it for $650. Wow. So, I mean, the artwork alone is $650. So I got this beautiful, perfect, real awesome cabinet. And I found all the other parts, which took about two years. Because once somebody starts reproducing a cabinet that you can't just buy the game, well, guess what? They hear there's 30 cabinets being reproduced, so now there's 30 guys looking for 30 of the same parts right, you are. Right, right. So it, it was a real nightmare finding all the parts, and uh, the joysticks were the hardest to find. Now you can find them again. But uh, it took a long time, and I got her up and running. She looks great. I just love the game. And uh, 
R- really, um, I, I got married in 2013, and for our honeymoon, we decided to go to New York, and we went to um, uh, what's it called in uh, New Jersey, um, Barcade. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, never been to New York, never been to New Jersey, never been to Barcade, and uh, we went there for our honeymoon, and we were playing swimmer and timber next to each other. So that is why the last two games I've searched out and got were a swimmer and a timber Aww. because my wife was like, "We need those in the collection." That's awesome. Yeah, I love your wife not as much as you do, but I love her. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, and, and one day we will have a, a, a you know we'll have the spouses significant others of show. I think that'd be super fun. I think it'd be great. Um. Okay. And the other one I was going to ask you about is is your uh, mechanical pong machine because uh, I I know we we both saw that at two D Con three years ago. Um, I bought the cheap ass you know stools that have Atari embroidered on them. Um, but they're cool yeah. looking. They're cool. You can't play pong on them. No, you can't. But you you pull you went full Monty and bought the pong table. Can you tell us what that thing is like? Yeah, you know that's the first machine I ever bought new. Okay. And um, really excited. It took forever to get. Got it home, took it out of the box, and uh, got her going right away. And it has a built-in Bluetooth speaker, so you can put the tunes on your iPhone and listen to whatever you want oh, while you're playing so the game. That's so cool. Yeah, it's just simple little things like that. But guess what? The Bluetooth didn't work. Oh, no. So I got oh. a brand-new game, and now I'm dealing with this brand-new company that's getting stuff from China, and they've never serviced these things. They don't have parts for them. Sure. It was a little crazy, but they were cool. They helped me out, and they sent me a new board, and I had to take apart my brand-new machine and do a board swap inside. And I was like, are you kidding me? I've just gone through 120 problems in eight years. I wanted to buy my first new game. And have it just work. work. It doesn't work. But, uh, no, the game's a blast. You can sit down at that game anytime, and the computer will kick your ass, and then you'll beat them. And then he'll kick your ass another ten times. Ah. It's it's so random where you never really get great at it where you just own the computer. Well, but the nice thing though is that if you, and unfortunately now you can't because of COVID, but like right now, uh, you know, is the worst time to have that game. But I love two player games. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing that, like, when I have my parties, the games that get consume the most are the like warlords and atari football uh anything with competition uh pinball machines two four player you know uh because then there's some rivalry and it's fun you know yeah either competition or even uh companionship like playing joust with the buddy is so great billy seven is asking what do the pongs cost i forget uh if you were smart enough to get in on that pre-order i think you got them for like a thousand bucks cheaper than everyone else. I feel like I paid, was it twenty two something for it? I, I can't remember. I'm sorry. That sounds about right. I, I feel like the first guys that got in on it got it for like. Now here's the thing. Bucks. So, uh, uh, Can Can Wonderland has yeah. one of the first cocktail ones. Hmm. And I haven't seen one of those in person yet. Yeah. So those run about six thousand dollars. Holy cow. Yep, and those have a coin slot, and they're on a pedestal. Um, the coffee table one that you have, uh, which is you can put a, a a glass top on it and make it completely a coffee table. Yeah. Actually, it has fold-down uh, covers for the control panels, right? Right, yes. So it becomes a coffee table. 
But yeah, it's just folded up, and it's like Atari Art Deco. But that thing uh, retails for about four grand now. But you could get it for about. Tw- I think you got yours for about twenty five hundred at the show. It might have well, been twenty. It might have been twenty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and what's crazy is in the original Kickstarter, they were nine hundred bucks. Yeah, I should have bought one then. I I was. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah. And they are. Yeah phenomenal so okay so everybody knows what pong is right you got two paddles a ball very simple game uh you know and, and nolan was on the show we we didn't even ask him about it but seriously that or we did but i was asleep but the whole point is oh man <laughs> the whole point is is a very simple game everybody knows pong but the great thing about this game and i think people don't realize it when you talk about it it's not just a coffee table version of the game it's a mechanical version of the game there's two wood paddles and a wood ball yeah. the, on, the only thing i don't like about it and it's really cool what they did with it is that it's not really a it's like a mechanical representation of a screen as opposed to being a mechanical version of the game. So like it, it, the paddles do move and the ball moves. And for, and I know the physics is what would be on the screen, but there's a part of me that like wants the ball to actually strike the paddle. And I know that's not reasonable, but that piece of it, for some reason, when I play it super cool, I can't get past that point. But the, I'm like, but the, the game mechanics are still there. The, the, the physics are still there. So I understand it's not touching the paddle, but, you can you can still uh, push the ball in a direction by hitting it, you know. Yeah, you can spin it. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's it t- for all intents and purposes that is a real pong game and a mechanical representation. Yeah. And, and you know what? When somebody says, "How does this work?" Like, what is going on inside? <laughs> you take the top off and you see it work. The easiest way to explain it is is it's it's like a three D printer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, huh. yeah. That it's got sense. the two accesses and it's moving. Yep. And it's mechanical, but when you look at it through the screen and like Brian's saying, it, it, it's it it looks digital, but it's mechanical. And it, yeah. and it's really cool because it's all lit up with colored LEDs. So when you hit that thing and you do the music, and I think you can have the LEDs strobe with the music. Yeah, you can choose a couple different scenes and a couple different uh, canned sounds. Yeah, or you can play your own tunes to it. Yeah, I just I think. I mean, so many of us did not pull the trigger on that, and and they're going to go away because they're too expensive for people yeah. to just buy in their houses. And Pong is not like a huge draw. Like if you want to buy Pong, you can go buy a, a an old Pong or Super Pong for twenty bucks on eBay. You know? Yeah. Uh, yep. What uh, an upright Pong for twenty bucks? No, I mean the old Pong machine you hooked up to your oh, TV. Hook it up to a TV. I yeah. am restoring a Pong. But. You can get your Pong fix without having to buy a game. That's what I'm saying. Buy an arcade game. Uh, so, I mean, uh-oh. the whole this, point this game, is I'm that sorry. there's a niche market for these. You know, I should have bought the, one. The coolest thing about it, too, is like, depending on how your house or garage is laid out, mm-hmm. sooner or later you have couches somewhere and you need a table yeah. in front of them. Yep. Well, what is the arcade table? Well, Pong. guess what? This this pond makes a killer table. Yeah. Well, and I would really like the cocktail because I I want the coin drop, you know. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to pay five six thousand dollars for it. Well, we'll get you down to Mankato and you can hang out around mine and you'll, it'll help you with your decision. Yeah, and then I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna buy the the cocktail version so I can one up on Steve. <laughs> the, the thing they 
the thing they did do really right is the how the ends fold over and it like forms a table. So it's like a mm-hmm. legitimate. I mean, they did a really nice job of that piece. Yeah, yeah. You you wouldn't believe it. Um, so we start we started a pinball league down here, and so I host the pinball league every four meetings because there's four houses or four locations. But people show up at the house to play games and they see this table. They just think it's a table. They don't even know they can play it. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's it's in a track mode. There's tunes coming out of it, and they're just like, "Wow, look at this killer table!" And I'm like, "Oh, you want to play it?" <laughs> and they're like, "What?" <laughs> the yeah, those <laughs> are. I mean, job. the the thing I think that is great, and I don't. I mean, all collectors in this hobby and everybody in the chat probably agrees. Um, you know, we all have special pieces. We all have special arcade games that uh, are unique. You know, uh, there aren't very many Tapper cocktails for existence in, ex- in existence. I have one. Um, you know, and, and the other thing is is that I think that Steve and Brian and Mark, when you have games in your house, they better damn well be working. You know? Yeah. I think that's something we share in common. Broken yeah. games at home is a bummer. Yeah. Because, like, what's the point of even having it around? It's just taking up space, you know? But I think if most people came down to my house to, to hang out and see my collection, they'd be like, wow, this guy doesn't restore his games. It's like there's chips and dings and, yeah, you know, some of them I've barely even cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> but but I've taken them apart. I've redone the boards. I've redone the monitors, the power supplies, and they're all working games. And uh, I prefer games myself to be original. I don't know why, but they're only original once, and I just like original things. Of course, I will restore a game when it's past the point of looking at it in the original condition. Yeah, I mean, there's like, there's your timber in your collection, right? But Yeah, that's the first time I've ever done anything like that. But you still have, and, and you and I are on the same page. There's, uh, and I think, you know, Brian and, and Mark are also, uh, and that is the most important thing if you're going to have an arcade in your house is that the game functions as it was supposed to function when it came off the floor. It doesn't have to be perfect on the outside. In fact, the patina is nice. You get that feeling that it has been loved, and it wasn't in an arcade, you know. Um, so I, I totally agree with your sentiment there. So speaking of that, speaking of these two games that I like out of your collection, let's talk about the the top five games in your collection that you like. Holy cow, that's really tough. <laughs> wow. Um, it, it could be the games lately. So it could be like- any games. You just go through in your head. In fact, let's... Let's have you rattle off as many games as you can that are in your house right now so that the chatters know what you're, we're dealing with. Okay, we're going uh, uh, Battlezone, Punch-Out, Pole Position, Asteroids Deluxe, Neo Geo Goldie, Multi Williams, a Miss Pac-Man that I put in Arcade SD in. Just when you got a little space, you got to have a Multi Williams and a, some sort of vertical something. Uh, Qbert, Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, Tron, Spy Hunter, uh, Play Choice 10 with that multi-card in it so it has every game. Nice. Uh, a track and field, or, or kind of a rare one with wood grain sides and oh, cool. a unique track and field. Uh, Dragon's Lair, Paperboy, Marble Madness, yes. Tempest, Timber, and then Two Pins in the Garage, Batman Forever, and... Um, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, Whitewater, um, Warlords, four-player cocktail, Nintendo Red Tent, and then a totally 
I don't know if I should say this or not, but a hacked golden tee, let's leave it at that, with every golf course and everything available. Oh, God, that is oh. such an awesome machine. On a 10-foot projector screen, that's just a blast playing mini golf and golden tee yeah. and bean bags and yeah. darts on that 10-foot screen. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then in the house, I got uh, Transformers, uh, LE, Decepticons, Pinball Machine, Williams, Indiana Jones, uh, Evil Knievel, Flash Gordon, Game of Thrones LE, and then a Star Wars Premium, and then a really, really nice Chuck's Bubble Hockey. And uh, that's what's weird is, like, I try to actually have my collection more fun for when people come to the house than actually myself. Yeah, I totally because, agree Because, again, I love Zaxxon, and Zaxxon's in storage. I love Red Baron. Red Baron's in storage. Oh. I love my stunt cycle. It's in storage. Oh. Yeah. My circus You need to build an annex. Like, yeah. like Billy Seven. Billy Seven has an annex. You gotta, you gotta do that. Yeah. So I, I need to add on. So, so I, I do have, you know, another twenty-eight to thirty games in storage. Um, and I love them, but I don't have room for them in the house. All right. So, out of those games you just listed, now that you've had time to refresh a little bit, even if they're in storage, top five favorite arcade games. Go. It's, it's so hard. I can't tell you how many times I walk around the arcade in the garage thinking if I ever downsize, how am I going to get this down to like 10 games only? Oh, that's what about your, why don't you switch to your five least favorite arcade Okay, games? let's do that. <laughs> that I own? Yes. Oh, shit. oh that, that, that just made it really hard. Yeah. It doesn't matter either way. And not in a good way. It just I made just, it real flaccid. I don't know if I could ever sell my Dragon's Lair because growing up as a kid, that was just mind-melting the first time I stood in front of one and saw that. Um, I don't even have to play it. I can just look at it. Uh, Dragon's yes, Lair's but do you have a Dragon's Lair lunchbox? No, but I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's see. I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like every household should have a pole position. I love driving games. It's a simple game. I love it. It I'm not into the rare game. games as keepers. I'm into just what I really love. Um, I love Excite Bike. Uh, oh, that's oh we have okay. Sidebar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When we go, to, so I have a guys' night thing every Monday with some friends of mine. Uh, yeah. And we haven't been able to do it lately because of this, you know, lockdown and all that shit. But but one of our favorite things to do is we have an Excite Bike tournament. Oh God, I got to get in this. And oh, wow. um, so we fire it up. It's it's in MAME usually because my buddy's got this whole setup. Are guys pretty good at it? Uh, we're terrible. I mean, we're good. We're good for like, you know, people in our 30s and 40s. Uh, me being in my 30s. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but the thing is, uh, there are guys that can do these levels and like, you know, under a minute or under 30 seconds or 20 seconds or some crazy number like that. But, we, you know, we're all equally matched. So it's fun to pass around the Nintendo controller, the NES yeah. controller. And it is one of our absolute favorite things. We kind of we, we were like, hey, should we do some Excite Bike? It's like we just go back to that. Yeah. Uh, you you got to have a little Excite Bike tournament at your house when you have an arcade party. Yeah, uh, I would totally do that. And, and I've got the new console room, which, by the way, is looking awesome. I put a couple of theater chairs in there yesterday or two days ago. And it. you guys are going to flip out when you come to the next Adam's Arcade Party. I'm telling you, it's going to be awesome. We'll do an Excite Bike tournament. It'll be great. <laughs> but it's, That's one of my all-time favorites. And on the Play Choice 10, it is super fun. I think... It would be great if I had one of those machines. I would hold the tournament on that machine. 
but yeah. Anyway, that'd be great. That'd be great. Anyway, you were saying, and I totally interrupted, and I'm sorry, I derailed you again. That's my. But it's okay, you know. I, I think I would hold on to my Star Wars. It was such an iconic thing oh, growing up, yes. movies and everything. Yeah. I I probably have to hold on to that. Um, my Return of the Jedi, as much as I love it, I'd probably sell it, but my wife won't let me. It's she interesting because that's another 3D isometric game that I fucking hate. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. I can't. Uh, play. Zach sounds easier than Return of the. Jedi. Oh, Return of the Jedi drove me nuts. I ran into a tree like every two seconds. <laughs> it's well, your reverse scroll. Oh. I mean, like, and then after you get through everything, you have to go fly backwards in the weird isometric. Yeah. Oh, you, God, you know what? Uh, there's only one game that's worse to play than Return of the Jedi: Congo Bombo and Hex, and it's Exterminator. Wow. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, Brian. Wow. Not allowed in the house anymore. <laughs> Put your games outside. You know, it's funny. He's, he's got all my powder coating, so I should be nicer. What powder coating? <laughs> I have a really nice panel for my mousetrap now that's all done. Oh, that's exquisite. Yeah, what was that? Brian posted a picture of an Exidy coin door, the doubles, double door, but all one piece. Like, what was that? That's mm-hmm. on my mousetrap. Oh, that's <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that cool? Uh, so Mark, you and I have the one that's been cut and has the two yes. doors, but he has the actual Exidy printed door. That is rare. Well, my my door, it's a, I mean, they're attached. Yeah. Oh, they are. Mine are they mine's are. cut. Mine are two doors. But his is like one weird long thing. I've never yeah, seen. Yeah, and that. it says and it's printed Exidy right on the front. Have you seen yeah. that, Steve? Or you saw that well, on? I sent the. If you look in the. If you look in the Facebook chat, I sent out a thing. For some reason on my mousetrap, it's got one big door. And right in the middle, the metal, it's not just like painted. The metal's actually stamped, Exidy. That's yeah. very cool. So I that was the prototype and they pulled the plug on it or what? Well, I think so. they did a, a lot of that stuff where they're like, okay, it's too expensive to print these doors. Let's just knock them out with uh, coin control stores. And mine has the original stickers uh, for, you know, uh, maintenance on, on the well, inside of those doors, so I know it came from the factory. Well, right. and you know, you know how I figured this out, Adam, is because today when I went to pick up the powder coating, I took three doors over. Yeah, and one of them was yours, or two of them were yours, and one was mine. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, shit, I gotta go check Mousetrap and make sure I'm giving you back the right doors. Right. <laughs> so I go and look, and I'm like. I don't have this door and the stuff we took to powder coating. <laughs> now, the only question I have is that I sent a door that had the, uh, that, I don't know what it is. What do you call it? It's like a, where, where you put Still the coin. connector? Wait. Yeah, where you put the coin, <laughs> where you put the coin bucket, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. It's, you know, some of the coin controls board, they have this giant thing on it. So, I'm sure it's black now, but it was silver when I sent it, or unpainted black yeah so anyway i i'm super excited to get my mousetrap back in order and i'm I'm touching up the bottom and i'm putting red t molding on that thing it's going to be phenomenal when i'm done oh and i already led the the lights out the only thing i need to do is update the roms because i have like version two roms nice (laughs) which 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 one's that one Huh? Uh, this is Stripe from the Gremlins. Oh, oh my God, that is Stripe. Holy crap, he is sc- That is really good. Where'd you get that? <laughs> that is amazing. 
They yeah. they got to come out with a Gremlins pinball machine. I don't know what they're waiting for. Oh my gosh! Oh, nice. that would be really cool. Why did? And, and let's let's Jersey Jack should do it. Oh yeah. I don't know. Become, they could do it like they did the first uh, Wizard of Oz, where it breaks all the time, kind of like Gremlins. Oh, that's dude. Hot. I'll give you two hundred dollars <laughs> for your X City coin door. I should post that. I won't see that. I'll give you two hundred bucks for it. But Mr. Peabody says the looters took your powder coated stuff. I hope not, because I'm at the shop. So if they're here, I, I might have problems. <laughs> I did actually put cameras in the shop last night, though, so I can actually oh, hop on and I can what, look what, at the whole shop. What brand of camera? I just had some cloud cams at home, some Amazon cloud cams. It's just inside the shop, right? So Smart. I can actually, yeah, I we had them at home. We weren't really using them, and we don't live anywhere where. I mean, if the looters get down to where we are, we're in trouble. It'd be like, yeah. But here, I'll look at it. Let's see. The front office. No, nobody's been here. Man. And, and I'm sorry, but people that charge 15 bucks for a sticker that says Exidy on it, they can go to hell because you can print those for way cheaper. Wow. You know what we need? Exidy mm. bikinis. Oh, yeah. I like that idea. Let's do that. <laughs> can you mock those up right now? Let's put them in the store. Let's go. All right. I'm on it. You know, it's funny. Is I'm kind of waiting to see if anybody buys the freaking bikini. I don't think you can right now, actually. But um, so the funny thing is, is that's this weird little thing called Printify. Mm. And I can now push that stuff to the store super easily. Like yeah. it's like just ridiculously simple. We're actually installing a new store. Not to sidetrack it, but that, that will be available soon. And we'll be able to pop stuff up there very quick. So if people want stuff like that, Shit. let me know. We're way past closing time. What? Yeah, it's like nine twenty. Let's ask a couple more questions and shut this this boat down. <laughs> Dolly Dolly says you can't buy it yet. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious! Wow. Yeah. Soon, Dolly. Soon. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. I just. Uh, Arcade radio okay. bikinis being worn by actual women it would be great. I think you're going to end up with that if you uh, you talk about that anymore because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one last question. Uh, heroes in the arcade collecting hobby. There, there we go. Yes. Oh, that's tough. Heroes, huh? Don't say Nolan Bushnell. Who do you look up to? Chris Rhodes. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. You, you know... I, I'm lucky to con- I just consider Chris a good friend, so it's not that I look up to him, but I do admire his work. Yeah, Adam and the Arcade Radio Podcast. This is an honor to be on the show. And, oh, that, uh, thanks for the lip service. I, I don't know that I necessarily look up to anybody, but I do definitely wish I had some of these restoration skills of a lot of the people in the hobby, and even you, Brian, and all the work you're doing. Um, yeah, I, I can't really name somebody, but I just love collecting games. I love searching for them. I love meeting new people. And I, I love getting together with guys and hearing about what they're working on and, and their collections. And uh, it's just great. Yeah, you know, I totally agree with you. Uh, uh, one of the reasons I love Midwest game, going to the Midwest Gaming Classic and to 2DCon is not because of necessarily even the programming at the event. No offense to Dan Lucen and the team at 2DCon. But, um, 2DCon was canceled as of yesterday, by the way. Yeah, we kind of figured, but the my my thing is is you know 
sharing that space, sharing the camaraderie. And Steve, you and I talked off air about this. You have a party. You're facilitating a social event. And and collectors are like the and we're like the worst when it comes to like playing games. We come over, play like a couple of the games that we really want to play, and then it's all about drinking beer and hanging out and having a great time. Yeah. But but I think that's what we remember most from the arcades too. Let's just say you had some disposable income for a couple of arcade games. It wasn't that much money. No, two, usually your parents said, "Here's fifty cents." Yeah, here's two, three <laughs> yeah. bucks, maybe five if you're lucky. <laughs> Right? You had to make it last two hours. Two exactly. <laughs> you know, and then you're like, shit, I'm not going to spend this all in games. I'm going to play like four games and I'm going to go buy a Coke and a pizza. Yep. yep. Or something. I tell myself every year when I go to somebody's arcade party or even MGC, I say, this year, I'm going to play every game. That's cool. And I still only play three games. Yeah. yeah like, <laughs> every time I go to Grinker's, I keep saying I'm going to do that and it never happens. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe what would be fun to do is, uh, you know, one of these round robins that we do, we could say, okay, here's five games from my collection. Which of those games would you play at a party? Right. You know? You yeah. almost need a sign-up sheet when people walk in the door and say, you know, hey, there's yeah. going to be a prize. Everyone puts in five bucks. And you yeah. can play every game once, and we're keeping score. Yeah, and there's some apps out there, I think, now that will support that, right? Yeah. Because that's... Uh, That'd be really fun. Like arcade, doesn't doesn't arcade have an app? Uh, or arcade? Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not the guy in charge of the app for our pinball league, but it's fantastic. It divides us into groups. It it keeps track of the scores. It puts you in groups for the next. week. It's just awesome. Yeah, we need something like that for for an arcade party. I think it'd be great. I also have this vision of putting up like an LED scrolling sign with who's got the high score on the on the games in my my basement. Yeah. So like Tempest, you know. Right now, freaking Chris Frame has all three top scorers, dick. You know, <laughs> I want to knock him out of the top three scores. You know, and yeah, it's funny because you. Your own game, don't you? Well, it's you know, I, I play them until I get the high score, and then when I have a party, I let people take over. But now I have a few games in my basement that I have to beat someone's butt. Mm-hmm. There's, um, there's only one game in my basement I have the high score on. That's Adam's Family. Every other game. <laughs> Um, yeah like and that's a great game it is a good game it's a lot of fun but it's hilarious i am terrible i mean i am terrible okay one one round one round robin question for all the arcade collectors in the room and then we'll wrap up for tonight and then steve stick with us because we're gonna have a little you know like we always do with our guests on the back yeah do i get to ask everyone one question okay go yeah Yeah, for sure oh can i go yeah yeah okay so I'm really embarrassed if you guys have talked about this before or if you're aware of it. But when I was a kid, so your parents, you're, you're, you're a hyperactive kid. You can't sit still. So your parents drop you off at Mount Cato, the local ski hill. So we were lucky that Mount Cato was just right so- outside of town. Buck hill. So we grew up, you buy a ski pass and your parents drop you off there and you just got a free-for-all skiing. Yeah. And Mount, Mount Cato, you'd go upstairs in the chalet and they had a row of video games. And it was usually like 12 to 14 games. Wow. And so they were operated by CNN Sales, the operator in town. So they might be for a season the same games or they might change them out. But so we went through all these cool games, but at one time there was a big Nintendo row. And I don't know how, but some older kid taught us this or something, but we learned that we could take a drink straw from the bar and we could go behind the upper coin door hinge with a drink straw. You go in, 
you know, your little red straws, you go in about four inches, so there's only two inches of the straw sticking out, and you wiggle it up and down really fast, and you get credits. Did you guys know you can do this? Uh, no. Oh, no, but I'm going to do that right now. Right. So <laughs> you're game with a drink straw, you go behind the hinge, the top right hinge, and you go in about four inches, and you go crazy up and down, and you'll just hear it go, ding, 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 ding. Oh, so we were, we were kids growing up. We had no money. So we'd loaded up all the Nintendo games up with quarters, and then we'd stand there. And then other kids would come up and be like, can I play that game? And we'd be like, yeah, you give us a quarter, you can play two games. Oh, nice. nice. So, yeah, we paid for our lunches and our pop. Wow. But so, so I, I wanted to hear if, like, is this something that everyone knows in the arcade hobby, or did we know something cool that no one knew about? I did not know about that. I Go to your Nintendo that. games. And so Nintendo, somewhere along the lines, I don't know what year it was, but I heard they figured it out, and they put a plate behind the top right hinge. <laughs> okay. But on the early games, like, oh, that's how I got so good at Excitebike and Popeye. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you got to try it on your Nintendo games. That's cool. I think That's we awesome. drilled a hole through a quarter once, and uh, it did not end well. So, you, I can't tell you how cool I felt when I took my bandmates to the CC Club in like 1998. We walked in there, and Donkey uh-huh. Kong Jr. was in the CC Club, and we're like, "Wow, we're hanging in the bar where Bob Dylan used to drink beer and Soul Asylum and the replacements." And I'm like, "Yeah, you guys want to play Donkey Kong?" And, oh, we don't got any money. I'm like, "Don't worry, I got you." And I walk up to Donkey Kong Jr. and I'm like, hey, give me the straw out of your drink. Oh, I loaded that sucker up with 99 credits. Was, oh, my God. It was a great, it was a great moment in life. Oh, that's good times, man. That's so good times. my uh, Nintendo credit story. All right. Well, awesome. uh, we're going to wrap this show up for tonight, uh, you know, as we often do. So that means we're going to play a little music and do an outro. Is everybody on the page, by the way? That's his, I'm ready. That's his cue. <laughs> page. Well, you know, the outro page where I say, games. thanks for, again, for listening in on the double R's. That's Arcade Radio. Like us at Facebook, Arcade Radio, or check out our semi-regularly updated, aka never-updated blog at Arcade Radio. <laughs> R-C-A-D-E-R-A-D-I-O.com. Oh, that's me. Can, hey, you can oh, call the comment. No, not because you skipped out last week. Oh yeah, you know. Let, let me get this one. All right. Call and leave comments and questions on the game line six one two five four eight game. That's four two six three in case you can't spell. All right. Do you like us? Become an arcade cadet and so- show your support by subscribing to our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash arcade radio. Mm-hmm. Or you can subscribe to us on the YouTube channel just by clicking that notification bell. Uh, and hitting subscribe so you can know when we're on and all the time know when we're on. So. <laughs> I don't right? know why that's... Hey, you can also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Music, and wherever podcasts are streamed. Sure. So that's going to be it for the show from the Arcade Radio team. We hope you had a great time, and we'll see you on the next episode of the show.